Hi. 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 Shit. What number is it? Okay. Um, hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me today, as always, is... Ralph. That's right. <clears throat> and this is episode number 137. Today's show are, are movies that I went with, I picked. Um, strange movies, probably. Anyway, one is going to be Malignant, currently in theaters, as well as on HBO Max, if you have it. Next up is Nicolas Cage's latest film, which is um, has some buzz going for it, for sure. It's uh, called Pig. It's an indie movie. Pig, like a pig. And uh, pretty weird movie, but check it out. And then lastly, you know, we're doing a little anniversary thing. Um, so 20 years ago, this year... Ghost World came out. The Thor Birch, Scarlett Johansson movie, Teenagers, um, Ghost World. Yeah, so that's based off a graphic novel, I believe. So, yeah, those are the movies we're going to be delving into today. And with that in mind, you should check out our website, which is otherpodcast.com. At otherpodcast.com, you can find all of our previous shows and an itemized, organized version of everything we've done, like in terms of... uh, past marathons, what episodes they're in. You can just check them out directly from the website also. Um, our archive in general from like four years or so, right? I think that sounds right. Um, maybe more. Yeah, four years. Yeah. Well, 2016. Actually, five. Yeah, five years, yeah. Um, what is time, right? And, um, you know, we have a lot of other things in there too. Top 10 shows. Anyway, check all that out. Um, usually we have this whole shtick. But we are running kind of low on time, so we're going to skip the shtick for the most part and just assume that we've both been okay and move on to our recent discoveries. Luckily, not luckily, but uh, for time, I guess, you don't have anything you've seen, right, Ralph? <laughs> no, I've been watching TV. I caught up with Rick and Morty. Um, I've been catching up with some like little TV shows, some anime shows. But I was spending too much time on it. What did you think of the finale? Of Rick and Morty? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was... Uh, I want to watch, I want to rewatch it cuz I thought it was like lazy but in Anne Harmon's lazy way, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. Like okay. lazy into the aspect of like I just felt like you wanted to get it over with, but at the same time it fit the character so like cuz you know he always does a good job of that. But um at the same time I liked it. I, I didn't hate it. I don't think any episode I've disliked of, you know. Um Mm-hmm. But yeah, but besides that, uh, I don't know. I want to rewatch it for sure because I, maybe I feel like I missed out on more things than I did. Okay, um, which I well, probably did. Just wanted to know that. Uh, yeah, we haven't yeah. really talked in a little bit. Um, no, no, we haven't. Because uh, they also they 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 took a break between the last two episodes and like a month off. So it was, oh, was that right? I didn't know that. Yeah, at least a month. Um, anyway, um, so what I've been watching, I saw three movies all on Netflix, all from this year. You know, new, relatively new. The newest one, actually, uh, is gonna, I'm going to go with first. It's called Kate. Just uh, like a name. Kate. K-A-T-E. And this is um, a female assassin has 24 hours to get vengeance on her murderer before she dies. She got, like, poisoned, basically. And she has a day to get there. And it stars Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Woody Harrelson. Uh, Miku Patricia Martineau. And Tadanobu Asano. And this is um, a movie heavily stylized and based on Japan, in Japan. 
Like that's she's an assassin in Japan, has lived there, speaks Japanese, things like that. Obviously, a lot more English in the movie than than obviously this is an American movie. Um, and I just want to say that Mary Elizabeth Winslet, I guess, is joining in on that bandwagon of an awesome female badass killer, you know. And there's many of them like that. There's one in theaters right now, actually, called uh, what's it called with uh, Maggie Q, I think, right? And Samuel Jackson. Is there one right now? Protege, the protege. Right? Oh, yeah. It's not right now. So there's so many of these. This is, it, that's uh-huh. definitely part of a trend. Black Widow came out earlier in the year. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Similar shtick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. As a matter of fact, Black You're Widow right. is probably the probably the, uh, the main reason why movies like this are probably getting greenlit. And it's cool. There's some good I ones. I liked Anna, for example. I liked others. Lucy's another good one. Uh, although that's not quite the same. Um, yeah, anyway, and as far as how, how does this one rank, I would say that it doesn't rank as high as those other ones. I mean, Charlie Theron is still the queen of this, in my opinion, followed closely by Scarlett Johansson. You know, I think those two are the queen ones in this in this kind of genre, subgenre. You know, they're the Liam Neeson, right, of this kind of horror action movie. Um, and I would say Mary Elizabeth Winston, unfortunately, um, and that's it's not really her fault. Although, I mean, as guess as a, as an actor, I never found her to have like an insane amount of range for a lot of things. Um, and I think this is uh, is this a this action stuff. I don't think fits her very well. Like, I think it barely works in a movie like Scott Pilgrim versus the world because it is both a romantic comedy and an action movie. You know, somehow that combination makes it worthwhile. That's why Michael Sarah can be taken seriously as a fighter um, oh, as well as, yeah. as well as her. But I think in this one where it tries to be ultra serious, I guess, or trying to be fun, entertainment, action fun, you know, uh, I think, uh, I don't think it all works really well. And not to say that I had a bad time watching it. It was a fine time. I background watched it. I ended up background watching it. Um, after a few scenes, I was like, eh, okay, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's just my general thoughts on Kate. I'm not going to get too much into that. But uh, I guess I just wish it was better. Um, let's see. Next up I saw also on Netflix, like I said earlier, is from this year also. It's a German film, I believe. It's called Blood Red Sky. And uh, here's a little description. A woman with a mysterious illness is forced into action when a group of terrorists attempt to hijack a transatlantic overnight flight. So, yeah. And this stars a bunch of people that I'm going to butcher the names. So I'm just going to say the first two. Perry Braunmeister, Carl Anton Koch, or Koch, maybe Koch. I don't know how CH at the end there. Alexander Shear, Kay Seti. I don't know anyone relating to this movie, really. Uh, I mean, it's not seeing their movies, uh-huh. you know, anyway. So this movie is, um, is like an action horror movie. You could say, you know, I would say less action, even though it is, there's a lot of it, but there isn't, it's, it's more like maybe, maybe just like a thriller, you know? And, um, the, the, the premise of this movie is that the shtick is that it combines two genres. It's, it's a terrorism movie, like a hijacking movie, right? Like United 93, not that serious, but it's like, maybe like flight plan. Or maybe like, um, what's that one with um, uh, Red Eye? Red Eye, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know why? I, like I always remember that name of that movie. I don't know why. That's a good movie. It's a really good one. Underrated. Underrated. Um, that's Underrated a West is movie. a good one. Yeah, it is a West Virginia yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, um, it's kind of like Red Eye or something like that, or Flight Plan. But more, you know, the whole plane knows it, you know, um, terrorists or, you know, whatever. 
doing this for that. And they're not, you know, they're not actually terrorists. They kind of show off right in the beginning. They, they pawn it off to be like a terrorist act, but they're really there for us. They're stealing something from the cargo hold. And that's how they get away with it. You know, they're trying to get away with it by making it look like terrorism did it. And, um, and there's this woman, right? The main actor and her kid who are, um, on the flight and they're trying desperately, they're desperately heading into, to see a doctor in the, in the United States that can help her with her like disease. And when you find out is, and you find out pretty soon, it's not spoiler. I'll just say it because this is where it combines two genres is that she's a vampire, but she's like a much more aware, much more subdued vampire in the sense that she doesn't want to drink blood, you know, but uh, she is forced by circumstance after she gets shot by a terrorist or whatever he is um, because he's a bastard. Shoots her, think you know, leaves her for dead, and she gets up, drinks blood to heal herself, and guess what? Now she's fucking whatever, you know. So the rest of the movie is like combining, com- combination of like making sure that if she bites someone, she has to kill them right away, so not to turn them, and uh, you know, getting the passengers on her side, maybe if possible. You know, it goes from there into fun places. Now the movie could have been more interesting and more introspective about it, but it's not. And it's not about that. It's about survival. How will this survive? You know. Yeah. So and uh, so it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. I had fun watching it for sure. I was like, oh uh-huh. man, where are they going to go? Who's going to make it out? Who, if anyone? <laughs> and yeah. uh, and and it's German, so it's not like you know for sure either. So that's what I saw there. And then lastly, um, I need to fucking write it. There you go. It's uh, I saw an animated kids movie called The Mitchells and versus the Machines. Missile, Mitchell's versus the machine. Uh, I, 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 I think I told you about this movie. I've Maybe. seen the movie, but never in order. But I know the whole movie. Never. Oh, because your kid watches it, right? Correct. My kid will. Well, he's watched it like I don't know over a dozen times. That's but, great. Yeah, but it's great because it's like it's really, well, really a great movie. Problem with this is the problem with today's technology, though. Yeah. So he's at to the point where, um, he'll be like. I'll hit, he'll play, play, watch the first five minutes. I, I know what happens. We'll go ahead and skip the next 35 minutes of the movie. Oh, like, yeah. And then Got he's it. like, oh, I'm going to watch this part. Yeah, this is a good part. Yeah, uh, we didn't do that. We were too lazy yeah. to fast forward through a videotape. We just watched the whole thing. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, I guess we didn't want to get it wrong, you know? Yeah. And then uh, he skips to the next part, and then he'll pause it, and then he'll, like, make it slow motion for him because he likes to see action scenes in slow motion. Yeah. And then I'm like, what are you doing? I thought we were watching a movie. He's like, yeah. I was like, oh. Let me guess. He was, then, he, he was obsessed with the dog stuff and the dinosaur stuff. Uh, I guess, yeah, sometimes. I don't know. I'm guessing. Just guessing based on my, knowing my nephew a little bit. Um, well, here's a description, just, you know, in order of yeah, plot synopsis, right? A quirky, dysfunctional family's road trip to is upended when they find themselves in the middle of the of the robot apocalypse and suddenly become humanity's unlikeliest last hope. And this movie is not perfect by any means, but it is so wonderful. It is a wonderful movie. I really loved it. As a matter of fact, this movie is it's it's like its mistakes and its errors really and its like problems, which it does have, has holes, has plot holes, has all these things, has all these things. It's I really forgive it so easily. Because of two things. One, this movie has so much personality that is bursting at it, at it, at the seams with personality. 
And I think any movie that has that over any uh, over trying to be sleek or trying to be general like any other movie already wins me over. And secondly, because of that overabundance of personality, this movie is highly creative. And it's, um, I would say, in its writing, but um, uh, mainly in its uh, animation and the way they play with the animation um, where they don't try to ever be ultra realistic. And it's kind of a cool thing. Um, and I just love the fast-paced nature of it. Kind of reminds me of Lego Batman movie, where like thirty jokes a second. But I love that stuff. I kept up with it. I never had problems with those. I know people do, but I do not. So I found myself really enjoying this movie, laughing out loud with it and shit like that. Oh, okay, uh, that's cool. Yeah, just totally had fun with this movie. It has uh, very much of um, cloudy with a chance of meatballs feels to it. it a little does. bit too. I thought yeah. the same thing. I feel like I think some of the same producers uh, did that movie too. Did this movie, so um, yeah, totally love it. I even love the, the the way they did the credits at the end with all the pictures of the real people that worked on it. It was really cool from like their family photos. Um, yeah, totally love this movie. Un- surprised me a little bit. I heard a mixed. I'm not. I didn't hear mixed things. I heard good things, but I don't know much about kids' movie world in general. Obviously, for obvious reasons, I don't have Welcome one. To my world, son. Right. Right. But uh, I like when I find a really good one. And this is definitely a really good one. So, yeah. Totally like it. I, I like that your kid watches it, even if it's weird in, in slow motion and skipping 35 minutes at a time. Um, anyway, that's The Mitchells versus The Machines, also available on Netflix. and All from this year. So, they're all new movies, if you're interested in that, for that reason. Um, and we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to review our first movie, which is a horror movie called Malignant. So let's check that out together and stay with us. When I was young, something happened to me. Stop saying that. Daddy, who are you talking to? Gabriel. Is he your imaginary friend? Whatever you went through before you joined our family, it hurt you in a way that I can't even imagine. You created him. Daddy, what's going on? So that you could survive. I wanted to do something that was a bit different, but yet hark back to my roots. You gotta take chances. If you don't, you end up making the same old thing again and again and again. I think audiences are starved for something that's new and different. Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities. That's not a bad thing. Anyway, this is Malignant. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, kind of like that. The way I bring. Uh, Malignant starring, uh, what's her name, the face? Annabelle Wallace, uh-huh. Maddie Hassan, Hasten, George Young, Nicole Brianna White. Um, and you get a bunch of others after that, like Jean Louisa Kelly, Susanna Thompson, Jay Gable. Sure. Yeah. Stuff. Stuff and people. Um, this is the latest by James Wan, who wrote it and directed it. Now, he is uh, attributed as uh, the story by him and Ingrid and Akila Cooper, um, two other people, and screenplay by Akila Cooper. So I guess he was like part writer, but he's the director, of course. And James Wan is super famous for a lot of things in recent stuff, um, including the Fast and the Furious franchise and the Saw franchise and The Conjuring. Like, all those are, like, his, as uh, he made them big. 
you know, James Wan is the one who made those movies kind of popular. Uh-huh. Made them into series and stuff that we love today, I guess, or made a lot of money. Uh-huh. So this is like a single project of his own. I don't know if he's starting his own like other series of movies. I don't know if it's going to be a Malignant 17, you know, 15 years from now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is like, I guess, a pretty big movie guy in this kind of uh, in this genre. So anyway, um, I'm going to start with this one and say that I found Malignant, which is available on HBO Max. Anyone can watch it there or in theaters. True. Um, I found this movie enjoyable. I didn't like love it. I wouldn't uh-huh. say that. I think it's um, it feels very like a very polished, and by polished I mean more updated, obviously, in graphics and I would say even the acting too. Um, uh-huh. of a nineties movie, you know, it kind of feels that way. I can't point to a specific nineties movie that looks just like this one or that it's about the same, but somehow feels the same. It has the same level of like ridiculous things going on um uh-huh. so i guess i'll say that but uh yeah this movie um i think it holds up okay sometimes bad sometimes great um regarding its horror um i do like that it is it felt original a lot of it in some fashion like um the core the core horror that's going on with the with the dream span with the hauntingness of it all you don't know what's going on that nature is very much like, obviously, a lot of movies do that. They have done that. Malignant does it. Um, and even James Wan has done it himself. So it's not like we're watching it originally from James Wan, you know. So, like, right. some of the stuff he's done before many times. Again, that seems kind of trite. But uh, the original aspect of it is where it all ends up. So when the third act hits, when you find out more, that's like, oh, okay, I guess I haven't really seen it done that way. And that's kind of cool. And as far as I know, like, I just read the story by and all that. He, it's his original project, so that's kind of cool. I guess I got to give some points to that because, uh, again, Hollywood is out of ideas. So I'm glad this movie is original. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, I mentioned the cast earlier. I really don't know. Like, I've seen all these people before, most of them anyway, but I definitely don't know them by name. You know, it's like a very strange. Like, um, the major cast of this movie are people that I've seen in a few things, but by far, like, no one famous. You know, I mean, no one big. It's kind of an interesting thing too, um, kind of rare and big time horror movies. So yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, I would say that this movie is not perfect, and I, I wouldn't say it's great either. But I think it's very good and it's fun. And it's watchable. What do you think? Um, let's see. I, I mean, I had fun watching the movie, but I also felt like comedically. Um, yeah, I can see that. Some scenes. Uh, yeah, and not to like take it as like a third grader or something. I just, it's like some of the stuff that was like how it was, especially like the second half of the movie or the, more like the third act, to be honest with you. Um, but like, when we get to that part, I just found a lot of stuff very funny and how it was done. And then, oh, uh, okay. Now I see what you mean. Uh, um, yeah, if I was probably, okay, I know what you, I know what you mean now. Yeah, but besides that, I, I, it's just like how it was shot. And I felt like the movie was, um, I felt like the movie was, was, uh, <laughs> Was a like plain tribute, but not really tribute. More like uh, to uh, old movies, to older like uh, horror movies mm-hmm. of like how it's shot or, or not how it's shot, but how it's made. Mm-hmm. Um, which was uh, interesting in its own aspect because I felt like it was like a type of movie I've seen before back in the day, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and it felt that way. And I was like, "Oh, okay, I guess I can see what you're doing." Yeah. But at the same time, it was obviously modernized. I guess you know, obviously very modernized. Um, it was just like a lot, some of the stuff worked and the other stuff was like so tropey. 
Um, and I just felt like I was rolling my eyes very heavily. Um, so I don't know where I fall in this movie. I'm like half in, half out. Yeah. I, I like it for I like it for like the reasons that some of the stuff is really cool, and we'll get to that when we get to it. But other stuff is like because uh, I don't want to ruin the movie. But other other stuff is just like oh my god, that's like kind of bad. But like bad in sometimes a good way, but sometimes a bad way. So. Yeah. Okay. I definitely see where you're coming from on that. You get where I'm coming from. I don't want to be so vague, but um, I don't want to ruin anything. Let's talk about uh, the main girl here who um, uh, is uh, starts off as pregnant and in an abusive relationship. Um, very, like, right away, the opening, I guess, which is this. Uh-huh. So, I guess, you know, in a way, uh, um, it does kind of, like, already s- step into, like, over-the-topness. Yeah. By the way he mistreats her, or the way he accidentally mistreats her, whatever you want to call it, it's still abuse. Um, however, that happens, and then the, the ensuing aftermath after, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's all there, and it's very dramatic and overdone. You could say that. Like, I could say, I'm saying that for sure. Yeah. But, like, yeah, for some reason, I don't know, I really liked it. And, again, maybe because I'm uh, James Wan's age, you know, he's, like, younger than me, I think, younger, slightly, or around my age, and... um. He clear, we clearly saw the same movie growing up because he's clearly doing that. Um, anyway, uh, we see that and stuff. And then from there, it's like a big, it's like a mystery kind of, I mean, it's a horror movie and then a mystery second. But like, what did you think of this girl and how she handled the movie by herself for the most part? Because she was a lot by herself in rooms and stuff. Uh, what did you think of her? Um, at first, I found her annoying because she kept screaming. And I was like, why are you screaming all the time? <laughs> and uh, that kind of pays off towards the end. So we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think it was actually a decent payout, and it explains why she's screaming like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so overall, like I guess during the movie, it's that really annoying, and then it becomes like, oh, okay, like okay, that makes kind of sense, you know. Right. Um. And then, uh, as far as her, like I, I think she's got one of those good faces to like, you know, act like uh, she reminds me of that one actress from Community. What's her name? Uh. Oh, um, um, uh, is, I don't know, is Annie the better? Um, Annie, Annie. Okay. Uh, what's the actress's name? You know? Oh, I forgot. Sorry. That's okay. Um, it, it, it she reminds me of her in some of the shots. In some of the shots, like, she'll have, like, that look, like, very similar look. She oh, yeah. has a, yeah. she has a good, like, uh, I'm displaying this emotion face, mm-hmm. which is, which is kind of what you want. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it, it, it kind of works out for the most part. Um, I uh, I think she plays she does a decent job overall, um, but I mean nothing nothing too. I didn't roll my eyes too hard on her, I guess, except for some of the dumb shit she says. But that's not her fault. That's the screenplay. Yeah, actually, I was gonna get to that a little bit. I said I would think that dialogue in this movie, uh, should, I think it needed some polish stuff on it. Yeah, I just felt like the dialogue was like too. Yeah, I wasn't saying it's like first draft bad, but it's like second draft bad. I needed another one. Yeah, it's for sure. Like someone was like, yeah, it's like, good enough. Yeah. Just fix this here and there. Right. I felt like they just wanted to. I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, there's, there's I'm, a certain. I'm glad I wasn't the other one. No, I, I, actually, I was going to come to this and say this about other movies recently in recent uh-huh. memory that do this because we're old enough now. We're like, I, I just said a minute ago, James Wan is like roughly my age. He's now this uh-huh. big director, has been for oh, 10 years now. Sure. And since Saw, right? And. um. And these people are influencing, and they grew up, and they're showing what they're influenced by, which is what they grew up with, right? It's normal. It happens every generation. It happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, we grew up with movies that people were inspired from 20 years before we were born, because that's the age that they were at, right? Right. Um, 
and things like that. And now we're watching the the fruit, <laughs> the fru- like in the inspiration of the '90s, which is great, but also could be very bad because every decade has ups and downs. Of and I think it. some of the downs of being inspired by move, and this is just not this movie, just others too. Um, I think they're taking their inspirations a little too far, and they should probably take out some stuff, like maybe the dialogue doesn't have to be this way, or maybe the style of this regarding the mystery or whatever you're trying to do doesn't have to work out this way. You could just have the core idea and then do something else. Yeah. Um, and wrong. Not all of them do this, Grant. You know, but you know the little trend that's going on. I'm noticing this um, from people that you know again grew up in the '90s. Um, yeah. So fun times catching it, bad times catching it also. Um, yeah. Um, let's see, Malignant though. So I and uh, I have <laughs> I you know what I'll get because I have a fun thing about the title, but yeah, I guess I'll wait on that. I'll, I'll okay, guess, uh, because it's all about the the, the, the reveal. Sure, um, I agree. One thing I did hate, and it's very not just nineties; it's very just old movies do this. And um, I thought we were away from it, but I guess we're not. Is that <laughs> um, Please. they were trying to do this thing where the detective and the main actress are uh-huh. like. Uh, they're not romantically involved. They don't really, but like, but like they, the movie is clearly trying to pair them. Yeah. And the guy want the guy's infatuated, even though he's supposed to be a fucking professional. It's just, and yeah. his sassy partner is wiser, kind of thing. Like, okay, this oh is out a lot. So I almost thought I was so worried about the sassy partner because, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I was like, oh, is she Imagine a lollipop that cop person? Scene in that well, is she basement. a lollipop person? She had a lollipop, like the oh. first scene you see her. Yeah. And I was like, please don't tell me. Oh, right, <laughs> all over the whole movie. I was like, because it'll just make this movie so. It just felt so campy. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, like, it did. It felt like, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. And I was like, "Please, why are we doing this? Like, we're better than this. We're better than this, you know." Yeah. And some of the stuff was like, "We're better than this," and other stuff is like, oh, "Okay, okay," you know. But it was just like a lot of stuff. Like, it's just, I, I felt like I agree with you 100 percent with like it taking the bad parts of the '90s along with the good parts. Yeah. But just listen, you're allowed to cut and make whatever you want. You're not making an homage of anything, you know? Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> right. right, and um. You know, one thing that was good that they did that's different or better, I would say, is the relationship between um, the main actress and her sister. I really liked their relationship really throughout the whole movie. I found it either endearing or fun or just like you know, nothing bad. It didn't cripple anything. And that was, yeah. that was, that was pretty cool. So, so on one hand, a bad, bad relationship with the cops, great relationship with the sister. So I guess that evens out itself. But yeah, but anyway, I know we're kind of like mixed on it. Sounds like it's mixed on it. You are more mixed than I am. I still have fun because, um, not because it's nostalgic or anything, and not only because it's original, that helps. Uh-huh. But it just, uh, I found it like, I just found it fun. I wasn't scared even one minute, I think. So I guess that's bad, but that's, but that's not a factor, really, for me. Uh, for me, it's just a good story to see how it's told. And I would say overall, the story does work. Um, as we're about to get to right now in spoilers. So unless you have anything else to add before we do it. No, I don't. I'm ready whenever you are. Excellent. Spoilers for Malignant starting right now. We are going to turn back the hands of time. Close your eyes. He's there too. Who is? He? 
Who is Gabriel? I'm the only one that can see him. That's him. He wants to talk to you. Okay. So the type, the thing with the title <laughs> the is like, oh, there. malignant, like like a cancer, like it's growing in your oh shit, like it had double me. I'm like, okay, yeah, malignant sounds like a. Look, I'm not gonna look up the dictionary. I didn't look it up. The dictionary definition, the textbook uh-huh. definition of malignant, the word, but it sounds like it's evil. It sounds like a, a it's like a medical term for malice. You know, uh-huh. it sounds evil. Sure, the, it the, sound, yeah. I'm like, oh, did they just pick malignant as a cool sounding? horror word but it's not because nothing in the movie has anything to do with malignancy or anything that i that i think of with that word and like and then when they reveal the the fucking brother and that's her the whole time like oh shit okay that's darker and more accurate okay yeah so like essentially if you're alone movie i'm sorry the the collegiate definition is tending to produce death or deterioration to produce death okay Hmm. yeah or especially tending to infiltrate Metastasize and terminally fatally, and terminally fatally, basically okay. like a tumor. You know, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's then, the one. Uh, second definition would be <laughs> evil in nature, influence or effect, injurious. Oh, okay. A powerful yeah. and malignant influence. Okay. Wow. Well, they're kind of right on the point. No, right no, the point. it works. It works. Yeah, I you know it does work, and I, I. I didn't get that until you said until you were talking about it. I was like, the, with the title, I was like, oh, I get what you're saying. I was like, I didn't even pay attention to it. To be honest, yeah, no, I mean, sometimes but it does just, make sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I ended you up know. having um, so I saw the first thirty minutes for myself, and then I had company come over, and I was like, hey man, I gotta watch this movie for review. So you guys are gonna have to watch the rest of this movie with me, right? <laughs> and uh, they were like, you're not gonna start it from the beginning. I was like, God no, I'm thirty minutes in already. Like, I'm not, I'm not why would I ever do that? Right. If I was like ten minutes in, I'd be like, sure, I'll be back. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Let me know what it's ten minutes. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Make breakfast. I don't know. Whatever. And uh, they were like, "How long is this movie?" Because I feel like I watched the whole thing, and I was like, "It's like under two hours. Like it'll be fine, right?" And uh, it's just the reactions they were getting, though. It's <laughs> like funny. I, I guess maybe that made the movie a little funnier. But yeah. uh, I feel like uh, yeah. horror movies and comedy movies are the two types of movies you want to see with the crowd. I feel yeah. like. I didn't, they're the, they're yes. the best okay. movies for crowd movies. Yeah. Um, obviously, like you know, watching I guess superhero movies also works well. But in the end, that's it's, um, I think horror and comedy for sure are like that, that in the upper echelon of like if you watch it with a crowd or watch it with people, you'll always either find things uh, well, things were more memorable or things are for different reasons. Yeah. But yeah, I can see that hundred percent. Um, you know this. Uh, you know they they not they stole or anything because nothing is original. But like it reminds me of the the the, the story of um imprint. If you remember that horror movie, yeah, I do from early two thousand. It does. Okay, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, right. There's a whole other like sibling growing out of the the girl's uh-huh. head in that movie. Uh, this yeah. is the same. Um, I'm like, oh my god, like oh, I was pretty gory. Oh, they were doing the flashback of the brain coming. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, that's uh, that's really yeah. There, there's some good stuff in the movie. I'm like, that's, that's pretty stuff. fucking yeah, and right. It, that's the that's the uh, that's like the taking the '90s thing, but going further, right? That's exactly 100. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Right. That's, that's what I like about it. I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah, I was like, yes, I want more of this disgusting thing that I can't watch. It's disgusting. Like, exactly. Right. 100% that's exactly how I felt. Um, and then there's the other role where it's, uh, uh, with the, with, what's the, what's the name? Uh, what's the who? The, the twin. What's the name of the twin? Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. Gabriel. Oh, Gabriel sounds right. Yeah, Gabriel. Gabriel. Uh, when Gabriel takes over, uh, mm-hmm. and we'll get to that in a bit. When Gabriel is, you know, and you see the how it moves, uh, and you're like, that's funny. Um, yeah, I see what you mean now. Right. I, I didn't because, laugh, like, but yeah. Because, like, uh, you, you, what was it? You walk normally, but you do everything backwards. <laughs> no, or, yeah, it doesn't. But I thought the same thing. I'm like, well, there's a lot how of her like, joints gonna turn her feet around? Exactly. Right? So there's like some stuff, and they didn't like, do that, and so huh? that's why it walks weird, I guess. Yeah, it's so I'm trippy, like, especially when you're paying attention. You're like, it's yeah, fucking trippy as hell. Right. I, yeah, it definitely doesn't track. That's just yeah, where it doesn't make. Yeah, sense yeah. It, like, I mean, it makes yeah. sense. You, the human body just doesn't move like that, you know. But yeah. like, I was right. just funny. It's just some stuff was like what. And uh, interesting way to how to like, like Gabriel was like resummoned from uh, originally from the blow to the head. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool like almost like a cool no that tracks little... that works for me. Yeah, it did work. Like, it yeah. did work out. I thought it wasn't going to work because I was like, oh wow, okay, a fucking head thing. And then I was like, nah, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> just like yeah, you know, like, I mean, that's all the that blood like, on the wall right from the head blow. Yeah, right? I you don't even think about it, but you're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. yeah, and like. What a vindictive little shit, too, though. Fucking um, vindictive as hell. Yeah, and the you know the sharing of the mind thing is what uh, I guess is where like it gets more. I don't want to say complicated, but it gets sure. more intricate. And um, you know, uh, I would say that the movie did. I mean, because there's the twist being the twist is that it's her all along, even though yes. it's, it's not technically. Although her. I think they did a good job with like the CGI there of transitioning to like I can see what the guy's doing kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and I was like, "That's really cool," uh, and it's like it felt like the movie did a good job. Obviously, you know, to do the red herring of like every time she goes to sleep, every time you know, whatever. Right, um, dude, that jail, that jail scene, that was cool. Oh, that was so cool. I really like that. I like that jail scene a lot. Yeah, a lot of murder. I like that jail scene a lot because oh, that one girl also like so tropey with the girl <laughs> with the fro and the white girl with the. Uh, yeah, what was that? Where were they? I don't. Just, they... I just don't know. It was just like, hey guys. They... We need to, did it was just, like, like a rest, like bunch can of we get, stunt can, can we get the 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 female cast of YMCA? Oh yeah, yeah. I got you. You know, I was right. like, okay, right. Was just, like, right. So, so weird. And that asshole, the one that instigated that whole thing in the jail cell, was throwing the girls into him. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, what? Are you right. just prolonging your own death? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, he's yeah. making the fear mixed in your, you know, meat. Uh, right. you know what? It, uh, there's a, the, the next like super big scene, which is when they're in the cop station. Mm-hmm. And he, fucking Gabriel's literally killing everything in sight. It reminded me to be like, uh, my, so my buddy was like, "Holy shit, it's Neo!" Right? And I was like, "Oh my god, that's so funny that you say that." Because like it does kind of remind me of like he's like dodging bullets kind of shit. But I thought of Equilibrium, not Neo. They're very similar, but it's just funny. Yeah, it came out on the same time. Man. Yeah, it, did. it was just like I was um, like, okay. I yeah, I would say I would say that part is like I would say honestly, if like looking back on it, as cool as it maybe I mean not all of it was cool, but this some of it was cool in that cop station, but like right. 
I would say I kind of find it hard to believe. I mean, I forget. I mean, this whole all the whole movie is hard to believe. I mean, I'm not saying sure, horror sure. movies have anything like that, but um, even more than normal. <laughs> like uh, she's still as and she's still as strong as like a regular human person, right? It's not like she's not extra strong. You know? Yeah, she just doesn't give a shit about your life anymore when she turns. Right, and so and that's that's, that's really, what it was. So it? what's yeah. the what's the real cutoff here? I mean, it seems like like. I mean, part of the the great the cool thing about the twist is that like oh, so those movements because we saw you know we earlier before we found out who it was before we found out who Gabriel was, we saw him fight uh, the 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 police guy right yeah. the the detective and kill in killing others too and it looked didn't look like anything like what this girl walks or talks or does so I'm like no way it's her so obviously the the cool twist is that it's always her but it walks this weird way because her head is the opposite way i'm like okay that's cool that's a cool way to do that but on the other hand it really is a limited version of what we can do if we walk forward like um, i guess yeah so i don't see how this i mean are the actions so like obtuse and strange that it's confusing <laughs> to shoot at or i don't right. understand like where where the advantage comes from in combat the way in that scene does you know like that doesn't make any sense to me yeah yeah, yeah. um so I found that you were, that's the one time I was like, that's ridiculous in a laughing way. Like it, yeah, way. it really was. Yeah. I agree with you. That, that movie, that scene did not need to exist there. No, um, it's just, as cool as it maybe was on a, on a, on a technical point. It wasn't right. Like, technically yeah. look cool for sure. And then it yeah. was just like, okay. I got, I just couldn't I stop know, laughing. That's pretty, that's pretty I, bad. Could, I had a smile on my face the whole time. I was like, this is so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's just and it's funny because like the, the two people that are watching with me were like, what's going on in this movie? I was like, I don't know. I was like, <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> uh, it'd be funny if they walked in on that scene. Uh, right, if they walked in that watch scene, like, what the, what the fuck are you watching? You watching? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then the the ending, you know, taking over, of course. So, yeah, saw that coming. Once I found out the truth, sure. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Yep, take over your shit, girl. Right. Um, uh, I did like the I did like that little last scene where she even controlled what he saw. Right. I was going to say, how did you think of the last little I, twist? I, you I, had? I did like that little twist. That was really cool. Um, that made up for the the thing at the same. Although I, mean, I think I was, we should have just killed them, and like she has to live with disappointment. Right, at the same time, time, although I was very calm and okay with her, be, everybody else being dead. Like I was like, oh, okay, they died. Like it is what it is, you know. Like yeah. And then and then it was like it wasn't the case. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool too. It was like more like that. Yeah, I know, but like, it's like it's like oh my god, doing like a Japanese ending or something where it's like fucked up and dark as shit. Like it doesn't actually. Work. Oh, I hear you. you I'm like, you no, they didn't. It's American, right? I get you. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, fine. We'll stay it too. Or French, some French horror movies do that too. Like it ends with like, oh, the, the guy survives, but like, oh, no ending yeah. horror for the rest I of his life. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the end, you're tormented, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Diabolic. Um, Diabolic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, okay. Yeah, I, I like that. Yes, I, I didn't like how they took it back, but it was cool, the twist in general, ch- tricking Jacob, oh, Jacob, Gabriel. They both sound names like of evil people. Um, yeah, Damien. Damien. Yeah, what's with the Bible names being all evil? <laughs> That's what it is. What do you mean? They're literally evil in the Bible. What are you talking about? Gabriel? Well, not Jacob. Uh, Gabriel is kind of punishing. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. He's- oh, Okay. Well, there's not one Gabriel. There's multiple. Isn't there multiple? Yeah, but the, the, the angel Gabriel. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. All right. I mean, tomato, tomato. I guess. Um. <clears throat> yeah. I like that. I like the trick. I like the thing. Yeah. It was fine. I liked how we also we found out who that lady was. At first, I thought it was um because it, it was one of the 
you know, we get a lot of scenes of this this Gabriel taking revenge. Yeah. Right. We we don't like I knew what was happening. Like, oh I know this must be connected to the hospital, to the yeah, science experiments yeah. that we're doing on him from the opening of the movie. Right. I'm like, okay, cool. Um and then but one of them was this doing this uh, tour thing, right? An underground where are they? Seattle? I forget where they are. Um, yes, underground yeah. what are, she's doing a tour. And um I mean, and like, but she's taken, you know, as was mentioned a little later. I'm like, why is that happening? And obviously, there's a cool, like, thing. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's the real mom. Holy shit. Yeah, I and thought like, it was okay. like an insurance policy kind of thing. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. I thought that but maybe killing her would reveal something bad. I, so that's why he I, took I, her. I'm like, what so I, I watched this on HBO Max, and at the same time, I was like, yeah. should I rewind? Because did I miss something? Right. Yeah, I like, even thought the same thing. I didn't do that, but yeah. Yeah, that I didn't do it either. And I was like, oh, okay, better payout than I watched it that way. But I was yeah. just like, Oh, that's really weird. Like, yeah. I was very, conf- I was in the same same boat as you. I was like, mm-hmm. why is she being kept? Like, I just don't understand. Is yeah. she being saved? Is she like the last kill? Like, I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yep. All because or uh, AVC. Anyway, that's all. Uh, exactly. Anyway, um, I think that's all I have. I'm like, it was fun, fun time. Obviously, some of the time was funnier when it shouldn't have been. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. That's exactly where I fall with the movie. Where, um. I just felt like it got too yeah. campy. With, I mean, no, like, no. I wouldn't say it's a, it's a top tier James Wan film. No, but I wouldn't say it's a bad movie either. So, that's just no, it's I not think. a bad movie. It's just like it's really weird, though. It's not like it's like uh, I I could definitely see this movie with somebody else and be like, "What did you show me?" Like yeah. some of it was cool, but it was really weird. I could see people saying that. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I get what you're saying." Yeah. <laughs> like, I understand. So I get it. I'm not picking the next movie, am I? <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, so that's it for Malignant. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to review our second film of the evening, which is a, a strange one, to say, to say the least. It's going to be called uh, Pig. We're going to watch Pig. Review Pig. So uh, find out what that movie's about and stay with us. for a truffle pig. Someone stole I don't understand. Tell me who you are. You made the right choice being out there in the woods. A truffle hunter who lives alone in the Oregonian wilderness must return to his past in Portland in search of his beloved Ford pig after she is kidnapped. Yes, that's right. That's ridiculous title. Oh, really? <laughs> this is Pig, starring Nicolas Cage, the epic Nicolas Cage himself, uh, uh-huh. Wolf from um, Hereditary fame, um, Adam Arkin, Cassandra Violet, um, and then, you know, the opera player. It's a very strange kind of movie, actually, to kind of just meet people in and out. Brian Sutherland, Elijah Ungwe, Julia Bray. Um, yeah, a few people here and there. And this is... Uh, uh, this movie was written, co-written, and then directed by uh, Michael Sarnowski. And uh, this is like a first-time 
creature for the dude. So we're watching his first one, essentially. And yeah. it came out in 2021. It's kind of a new movie, but also not that new. It came out earlier in the year, but like um, early summer. I think. And um, it's made the rounds in um, festivals and all that. <clears throat> and a lot of people are saying mixed things. It's usually positive about this movie, but it's getting some for sure. And I want to review it because it has some interesting things to say, I think. Um, okay. So we're going to start off with your opinions on your first thought on this movie, Raf Pig. And spoiler free section. Spoiler, yes, spoiler free. Um, this is for sure an interesting movie. <laughs> uh, I like, I know I like the movie. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and uh, I like aspects of it, and I like what's going on overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, I thought it was a cool story. Of especially just like it's like it's like a weird thing of like not knowing who you who or what is someone capable of or what their history is, right? Yeah. Um and then it's uh it was cool like to see like this aspect of a person's life of where they are now to what they were to how or what they impacted it um in their lives. Uh, and it was an uh, interesting, like, almost like a snapshot of, like, you caught me at the perfect storm of catching, you know, like, for this character. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, or else we would never know about this person, right? It would take me, like, ten years of knowing this person, but I could have learned all of it in the two or three days it takes in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, But in reality, it would have taken me, like, ten years if I saw the person every day to get all of that information. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's the type of person that person was, you know? Um, yeah. At the same time, uh, I uh, I thought it was a, like a interesting, like, uh, character piece for, but I, for like a made-up person. Like, I'm assuming it's a made-up person because I don't know anything about anything like this. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Right. So it was... Uh, it was interesting to say the least. Um, I did have, I did like watching the movie though. I did, I did enjoy the movie overall. The story was well, was well done. Um, so I guess I'm, I know it's a positive for sure. I just, without trying to like spoil so much, it's it's like a, such a how do I put it? It's unique, but I've seen something similar to this. You know like what I'm saying? I guess like how it's portrayed is unique, but I've seen something similar to this story. Right. So yeah, it's exactly how I would have yeah. Um so this thing is um it's what it is is that it's basically a John Wick without the action. I you know what? That's a really good way to put it. Um without the action, it's like it's like if John Wick was a pacifist. Right. Oh right, yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Or what oh you know or what makes him John Wick Meaning, what this, what makes uh, Nicholas Cage uh, his? I forget his name. He means <laughs> Rob. His name is Robin, technically, but Robin. Right, Robin. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and what makes him special is uh, has nothing to do with violence. That's the thing, you know. No, like his specialty. I mean, he does has he does have that thing though, that John Wick legendary status. Right. And even like I know, and I mean, in this movie also starts out with him being retired on that and. From in one way or another, yeah. um, like John Wick, 
Uh-huh. And both, uh, and it's a revenge story. Now him, he's looking for he's looking for his kidnapped truffle pig. Yeah, and uh, and obviously John Wick, he's taking vengeance because the dog died already. The dog oh, dies with him, or with, with leaving him dead, you know. With yeah. Him. So and the rest is that, but um, yeah, both very similar motivators, both very similarly justified in similar ways, like these uh-huh. ultra loners. Um, clearly. Clearly, like, you know, fucked up in the head, like trauma style. And um, for this reason or that reason. But where it makes John Wick watchable as an action movie, this movie maybe was more watchable as a introspective character piece. You know, like a different thing entirely. Yeah, so weird. <laughs> and, both, and both have a similar, like, uh, there's a hidden underbelly to things in the world that you know kind of feeling. Yes, like, I right? agree. <laughs> they do it, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I, I think that that's what this uh, guy saw Sarnowski was doing with uh, this project. I think he wanted to do a subversive or deconstructional genre of John Wick type movies. Yeah, uh, of that kind of movie in general, you know. And you, and if you go far back enough, it's like if you go to its core, it is kind of a revenge flick or like a you know searching for someone flick in the sense like like kind of like Death Wish maybe. Yeah, um, sure. But, but John Wick is the most accurate fitting thing. Um, I would say so, yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk about Nicolas Cage because this guy is, um, I mean, I mean, I, everyone I know, I mean, has written him off and stuff like that. But I've always like, he guys his ups and downs. All the, I mean, more so lately, of course. By lately, more I so mean, downs than ups, you mean? Yeah, he's had more downs in the 2000s, right? And all the 2000s, right? Then he's had. I would say so, yeah. But at the right. same time, I do agree with you. He does have ups. And when he has his ups, it's yeah. kind of big. Yeah. I mean, Mandy, and you think of, uh, I mean, I like that color of a space movie. All those are recent, the last four years movies, right? And you go before that. Um, and I know, I mean, I've never seen Ghost Rider, but those have made a lot of money and shit like that for him. So he's still yeah. an action star in that regard. Haven't I mean, seen yeah, it's a, I made a lot of money, but those are. Those are doubts for sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I yeah, I'm sure they're bad. Some of them are good. Like Gone in sixty seconds has style, even though the movie makes no sense either. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but and that's then, one of the movies that's probably. And then the movies we grew up with, other people, ones that other kids are grew up. You know, they grew up with Ghost Rider, and that's why they see it. We grew up with Con Air and shit, which is a dumb movie, but it's uh, awesome for us because we saw it at the right time. Right. Um. You know what? Con I am? Ugly old. <laughs> uh, ugly old day. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and his weird accent and long hair. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, and obviously his best ones are like, you know, not even not even action, although The Rock is a good movie. Uh, I would say The Rock, and then you go with adaptation, right? Does weird things like that, and like, hey, fuck, yeah. Right. I'm like, leaving Las Vegas, Jesus, yes. I don't know if he's doing that accidentally, but it's working. Um, so, yeah, he has his ups and downs, always has. I've never, like, written him off. I wanted to always do movies. I wanted to go weird, go nuts, man. Um, that's why I like Mom and Dad and stuff like that. Uh, I would say this one is yeah. a good way to even, like, it's almost like... um. Pig is like a kind of like telling us a lot about. Like I think it says a lot about his career in, in a weird way. Like why he chose to make this movie. Now I think uh, says a lot about where people see in him or what he sees of himself a little bit in in his twilight years, right? Uh-huh. As his ending, right? And, and definitely on the on the downward slope of his long career, he's been acting for like forty years and shit. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, I mean, this is what it maybe looks like. And this is not like a bad project to... I'm not saying teasing on a stop. I don't want him to stop. I'm saying it's a good movie to do this now for him. And I think it works really well. I think it's really good casting, you know. 
Um, Anthony Nicholas Cage kills it, you know. I mean, he doesn't say much or anything. He has to just be there. But some of the stuff he does require him to do, it works. It really does, you know. And I'll get to some spoilers as to what that means for me. But um, uh, what did you think of his performance? Uh, Performance-wise, I I mean, I, I liked it, to be honest with you. Um, I feel like he's playing... How do I put this? I feel like he's playing like a... Uh, a genius who is uh, who is too like who's got over the spectrum and like all the way back to where where he is now where he is yeah. like he you know like it's the guy who just wouldn't be able to uh, or can't live in the society yeah. you know because he's just not that he's too smart it's just that he's so above everything to the point where he doesn't need anything well, he's just fed up, really. Like, I, I think that's I, true, I think but I think the, at the same time... He took the extreme like, version of, like, you know, when people say, like, oh, man, everyone's so fake out there and shit. Like, he took the extreme version of that. I'm like, yes, people are really fake. It's impossible to have a real conversation with anyone. So, what's the point? <laughs> you know? He kind of took it too extreme and lived out in the woods and shit. Right. Yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. So, yeah. um... But at the same time, I also feel like uh, he gave me like uh, what's funny is I, I, I'll say two things. A character that looks like somebody gave me Anthony Bourdain vibes, but then what's his name gave me Anthony Bourdain vibes as well. Um, Nicholas Cage in the movie. Okay. As to who or how he carries himself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, uh, uh, I guess, like, the skill set, you know? Um, so, yeah. But uh, one looked like him, the other one acted a little bit like him. Uh, who looked so, like him? I don't know how Anthony Bourdain looks like. In the movie, in the movie. I'll tell you who it is later. Okay. Uh, but besides that, I just, I felt like, uh, it was like a, it was like a man who's got nothing to lose. Uh but has like this it's crazy cuz like you don't know that he's who he is until later in the movie and he manages to get far enough without using that until he has to you know what i'm saying yeah i know he does yeah and it just attributes to the fact that who of the type of character he is so yeah yeah uh, and i want to i want to talk about something um so truffle hunting is a real thing you could, you could, you could, if if you do it and you, and you do it well, you have a good spot and all that. You can make a living on it. It's a for real thing. Um, I have a friend, a long last time friend. I don't know if you ever met him, Davod, and he he does this. He forges for a living. Now he doesn't have a pig or anything. He just does it himself. And I went out with him once to do it. And we didn't do it for truffles only. We did it for just mushrooms. And what yep. he does is that he goes out, forages and, and, and uh, forest preserves and shit. Or wherever. Because uh-huh. we live in Chicago. A lot of forest preserves here. Um, and uh, he sells it to top-notch restaurants. And makes a shit ton of money. You know? And, yeah. Because you can sell it for quite a right, pretty but, And it all entirely depends on what you find and how many pounds of it. And, or ounces or whatever. Sure. And that's what it depends on. But still. And... Uh, and he's very kooky this way. And he's not a cook or anything like that. He's just a forager. He just likes the outdoors a lot. Um, 
But uh, he also kind of hates the idea of working for anyone. So he'll do this with us. He'd rather do this than ever work for any company ever. Um, and it was working out for him. So, I mean, considering he's like 40 something. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I just want to say he told me stuff about truffles and stuff like that. And the a little bit of the side business, like it's it's weird. These, the, the, you know, there's this couple scenes where this kid, um, the other main actor, Alex Wolf. Uh, his name is Amir in the movie where Amir is like going around to other restaurants you see a, some, some scenes are just him rarely but it happens and those scenes are usually about the business side of seeing restaurants and stuff like when they're open but not open or where they're about to be open you know uh, fancy four star or five star restaurants and how they just do these deals on the side for like these ingredients and stuff and what they do with them and stuff it's all they show very small glimpses but all that's pretty much true and re- dead on actually to the reality of it that I've seen that I've seen. Um, but it's pretty cool. Anyway, I just want to mention that. It's a real thing. And truffle pigs are, are exactly what they sound like. They're, they're pigs. Not all pigs, but uh, these specific pigs. I think they're called actually, like the race is called truffle pigs. And they can indeed do this. Um, they are specially trained for it to even hone it in skills-wise. The way you train like a, a dog to smell for cadavers or drugs, you know. Uh-huh. You also train it further to do truffle hunting and um, that pig will forever keep you fed, you know, things like that. So all that is true. Um, I just want to mention that surprisingly, a lot of elements in this, not the Fight Club aspect we'll get to in a minute, but like otherwise, yes, it's very true. Um, but I want to say also like this movie has a lot to say, I think, about the culinary in- industry. Yeah. And that I, that I think it also gets right, even if it's exaggerated. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Um. Like, I think this movie and a movie like Chef also gets it right in a lot of ways. Oh, um, man, it, it did remind me of Chef a lot, yeah. Right, and Chef is, like, oh. a nicer version of it, for sure. But, like, they both have this, like, I don't know, it's kind of hard because it, it's, because Chef, I mean, cooks and chefs are everywhere. They're everywhere. It's a job you can always have, ideally. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? And, obviously, to be, um to be uh, special in it, you have to be extraordinarily skillful, skillful in some aspect of it. It's almost like Shh. doctors where like you have a great sure. surgeon, but he's going to suck at neuro neurosurgery, or, you know, or, or the, the, or some other aspect of doc- this guy is the best at 1% in the world. You know, it's the same thing there. Some people are good at just making the food. Some people are just great at making the, the bread or making, pos- I don't know what the fuck, but like, it's like, it's the same thing. It's like this never ending huge world of professionals and the best of the best, you know, in one city is what this movie focuses on. And that's how much more special this Rob guy is, Nicolas Cage, in that they're all, like, in a way, piggybacking on his success, like, on his legendary status of Portland to be the best in their era. Sure. And watching that unfold throughout the movie is kind of cool. And kind of, like, in a weird it way, it works very much like how it is, too. Um. Also, cooks and chefs and stuff, they're typically, like, a much more hardcore group of people. Like, you don't ever fuck with them. And I think this movie also kind of knows that and plays with that, too, a little bit. Um, that they're all I like, would agree. It does It does, it does play with it, yes. Yes, yes. Anyway. Um, what else do you want to say? Anything about else before spoilers, I guess? Or were we, were we, were we on something? I, don't um, I was going to say, Alex... Wolf's character. Uh, was he up here? Oh, I yes. Feel, I feel like... I I feel like his role is made up, but at the same time, the movie does a, jo- a good job 
it's it doesn't well in my opinion it does a piss poor job until we meet uh a character in the movie right mm-hmm. that that it makes sense right as to what type of work he's in mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like I just feel like <clears throat> it's a role that probably none of us know that that person exists and we know the job should exist but not to the extent of what how he does it you know what I'm saying yeah yeah. Right, so. but the way that the way this whole world works is so very clandestine and fucking backdoor and like very weird. Like it is weird, especially well, especially when it comes. To, so yeah. I knew about the truffle thing, right? I yeah. knew about like truffles, truffle pigs, and like how the fact that like those are very you know rare to get like really good ones. You know, you need to it's high quality, so you probably need a connection somewhere, and it is probably some random guy or. Company, not even a company, probably like a random group of people who mm-hmm. can help you get like the best things, and you're probably paying up the ass for it, but you're charging up the ass for it, so what's the matter? Um, right. You know, stuff like that. So, yeah. I knew about that, so watching this, like, the topic of it didn't, wasn't like, un, uh, wasn't like unrealistic, I guess, because like, I guess anybody else would be like, truffles are like, okay, I know they're expensive, if you know anything about truffles. Uh, you're like, but it can't be like that, you know? And you're like, no. Yeah, right, and the reality isn't quite like that, but it's almost quite that exaggerated. Also, It is like, almost quite that exaggerated, like, yeah. I mean, listen, you could find shitty, shittier ones that are not ready or whatever, or you could have someone who actually knows. It's like, right. it's like, it's like anything, yeah. it's like a craft. Right, you know, like, Some other, right exactly. And anybody can build you a website, or, you know, like, you could build your own website, you could do anything you want, right? Sure, you can find your own truffles, you can have, or, if you know somebody who's been in the industry or any that long, and, you know, puts the effort into it or whatever and loves doing their job, then your shit's probably going to come out way better than anything else that looks like around the area, you know? Yeah. Same thing goes for this. It's right. very, very yeah. similar. It's just, a, it's just so, like, unique. You know, I'm sure you can count a hundred people and you'd be like, yeah, I can't tell you anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, uh, you're like, it's just, it's just a small, such a smaller pool compared to what other jobs would be or other things for that nature. Yeah. Exactly. I go with that. Um, all right. You want to get into spoilers, you think? I think so, yeah. Okay. So let's do spoilers for Pig starting right now. There's nothing here for you anymore. There's really nothing here for most of us. Buy yourself a new pig. What are you thinking? I remember every meal. I ever cooked. I remember every person I ever served. You live your life for them, and they don't even see you. You don't even see yourself. We don't get a lot of things to really care about. Who has my pig? <laughs> All right. Um, I really want to talk about the the there's like philosophies in this movie. I want to say or something like that. And uh, there's a there's a few there's scenes in this movie where 
where normally violence would be met or used to get the information or to get whatever they need out of it. Um, instead, Nicolas Cage just fucking talks. And, you know, there's two, I guess, two scenes with that. And one of them is, and then there's a third one later, like that actually gives him the right answer as to uh-huh. what happened to his pig, um, which which is more of a, I mean, it's a scene taken right out of Ratatouille, the Pixar movie. Um <laughs> Which is very, is it, I guess so. It's very weird, actually, when I because I noticed it right away, and I just felt, I'm like, I don't, is this normal? Am I supposed to feel this way? Anyway, um, I talk, I think about the my maybe one of my favorite scenes, if not my favorite scene, is uh when he talks to that chef in that uh, I forget who, who used to work for him when he was much younger, and I'm like, uh, in one conversation. And maybe this is what you were alluding to before about not knowing someone until, you know, like it takes a long time to know him this way. But I feel like I, I never not I never knew him until that scene. Nicholas Cage or Rob in the movie. Uh-huh. Like I never really quite understood him at all. Uh, like what he was about or what he was into, or what, you know, his goals, life, values. And so I saw that scene and it really became clear. I'm like, oh, that's why he's like this legend. Like, and... It's kind of like a perverse, like fantasy in a weird way because I don't, I don't think I've really ever met someone that does it to this extreme and be that successful because of it. But like, he basically just talks to this guy to get information as to where his fucking pig is, and um, the guy doesn't want to say anything, but he also knows like, oh, I used to work for you. You're the legend. I can't believe you're in my restaurant and shit. Look at my restaurant. How you like my food and shit. And he's like, what are you doing? You know, like. This is not your goal. This is not your dream. Would you remember what you told me? Like he remembers exactly the date and all that shit, but he right. told him his dreams. And I'm like, damn, this movie is like kind of, is it trying to hurt me right now? Like what's it doing? Um, and this movie gets into this conversation. I'm like, just with a conversation, just breaks this guy down. <laughs> and his acting in that scene, I've never seen that guy before, but like, he does a really good job <laughs> of like trying to hold it and trying to like have that facade of that smile going. Yeah. Oh my God, that. that- yeah, I know. I like that. That really kills them. Like, oh, that's a good look at acting there. Um, like, where do they pick you up? Huh? Um, and he's saying all this, and like, and I'm, while I'm watching this, I can't help but think of the meta aspect component that you know he's talking about acting and performing and, and from in front of cameras for the for a living and all this stuff. And I'm not saying no one's saying that Nicolas Cage is great fucking Daniel Day Lewis type thespian, but sure. like. The way he's saying it could make you feel like, you know, that's just like the way that's, that's who he is. And like, is that who you are? Other actor who I've never seen before? Like, it's kind of very meta that way. And it works on many other levels. Like I said, it felt like a personal, not like an attack or anything, but it felt personally to me as well. And like, yeah, okay, I can see what you're saying. I also can see how this conversation, which probably starts out very normally, can end with fucking tears and a different life goal standard afterwards. I can see that. I can see how it can both work both ways. And the movie really doesn't stop that. And that's where I think it differentiates from John Wick. And I would say it's actually better than John Wick because it doesn't rely on like torturing someone with pain or threatening with pain to get information. You know, all you got to do is reset their life goals. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> like I never thought that as a, as a means to get to a means to an end, you know? Right. And it obviously, and also what it did is that it hardened this idea that, you know, you, you're talking about the one thing you love. Follow, find the one thing you love and then do that, right? 
he's uh-huh. like very simple about it, but he also knows it's not that simple, but it is that simple. And he's like, well, that's what he wants. The pig is that for him. And I'm glad that he got, you know, he gave clarification that he doesn't fuck the pig. That was great. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I never thought he would have, but yeah. No, I didn't think so either. But yeah, I would ask too, if I was not, if I was that kid. Was, I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. The, yeah. the kid is totally the freaking, uh, what's it called? Uh, through the looking uh, audience. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Audi, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, anyway, but it seems like scenes like those happened in the movie, and I would say the one mishap in the movie, the one place that I think the movie didn't do a good job or didn't need it, was in that Fight Club scene, um, which is has a cool factor of it, sure, and I'm sure it feels very Portland. I've never been to Portland, but um, Portland's like a weird thing. Like, if you don't know the place, you don't know anyone, you know? It's like a very weird fucking pool of people. But, like... Um, I think that whole Fight Club thing was miscast. I don't know what they were doing there. Yeah. Besides that, all these scenes of just conversation and stuff leading up to Adam Ark and the the big bad, so to speak. It's it's like, yeah, that was cool. I don't know what you think of all this stuff. The... Uh sorry. I uh no, I I hundred percent agree with you with that scene with um not knowing somebody until then. It's like the, just the influence of the of the, of the person. Um, and then you find right. out how much of a genius. Obviously, he's got somebody who probably never forgets anything ever. Um, one of those minds, you know. Right. And then, yeah. you, and then it's like, but like he's just a genius to level a person of like um, he understands everything so well that he understands you before you, you more than you know yourself. He only had to work with the guy two months. And you probably didn't even talk to him or really deal with him. Right. More than like he brought the couple hours out of here. You know, so yeah, a couple hours of those two months, right? All he knew about him was he did this, he did that, but he remembers everything he did with him. Yeah. And it's like very cool uh, thing where you're like, hey, what's funny is that that restaurant's probably going to close in a couple months. That's what I, I said. Like, that's exactly what I thought. Too. Yeah, that's like, what yep. I thought. Too. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, this restaurant's well, 100% going to close and he's going to open, open up, up a place. bistro bar thing. Yeah, some right. place, not even in Portland, probably somewhere fucking yeah. new york or something anywhere oh, else. sounds like a fucking I mean looks like that you can't do anything no, else is, I, I feel like i've always every time anything i've always talked about or known about portland portland feels like it's uh it's like a place that you have to top yourself at all times so like they were always good with bakery stuff or food in general and i always feel like the next place has to do something even more extravagant or not extravagant but so different and they're like mm. It's like a birthplace of like not a birthplace, but like it's like a place of like very high competitive for 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 food. Um, okay. I've I've always heard about that, so like I, it didn't surprise me so much. But yeah. the fact that like the guy was like, I'm good enough to do this and be at the top level currently, mm-hmm. right? Because he was one of the top people, right, in restaurants, right? Yeah, uh, or hot as they called it, right? Uh, and uh, but at the same time, like he didn't even like what he was doing. Like, he knew how to explain to you everything, and he was like, this is cool, but, like, what, once Nicholas Cage talks to him, uh, or Rob talks to him about it, and I'm like, like, no one cares about you here. Like, nobody yeah, cares, because right. you don't care. Yeah. And we all know that. Like, we all know that from, like, it sounded so pretentious from when even the waitress was telling you about the menu, about what she just served you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it sounded, it was like, Okay, like kind of thing, but like the way Portland is, is that's how the type of place you would go to because of how ridiculous it is or whatever. Yeah, you no, know, like don't get me wrong, if everything's everything's great, also food wise, it's just like seriously here, you know, like 
like nobody cares. Right. It was a difference when he was there because he cared about what he did, and that's why that's why he made a lasting impression to everybody. It was it is it is a hard like it is a hard like you almost want to look at yourself. It's a hard line. Yeah. It is a hard line. One hundred percent. You almost want to like introspectively look at yourself at the same time. you're just like Jesus. All right, that's, thanks, that's how I feel a lot about then things in daily life. I'm nowhere near their level, but like, yeah, like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I felt the same way about them. Like, it really doesn't matter. Why would I care what you think? Like, why would I care if this person thinks that? Like, or thinks right. like, I, don't know, I think of then all that. Not in the same, in the exact, almost the same way he's talking about, and or other people when they complain about this, or when I see um you know, people complaining about that in, in, in their celebrityism or like things online or, or things uh, with followers involved, right? Or Instagram pictures and shit like that. I'm like, why would you think that they give a shit what you think? Right. Like, exactly. It just makes- <laughs> what are you doing? Do whatever the hell you want. Fine. Right. Like, it's fine. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. And it's like, man, that fucking killed me. Um, yeah. I mean, scene of the year right now for me. And, um, yeah, and it leads into Adam Arkin, you know, when we finally get to him. And, you know, Adam Arkin is this fucking near crime boss status, but for the food world. Um, and that's the other is... person who reminds me of Bourdain. Oh, really? Okay. Again, I don't know Bourdain at all. Um, I've heard of the name, of course. I know he's a chef or was. Is he dead? I have no idea. He's dead. Okay. Um, wait, is he the guy who committed suicide? Correct. Oh, that's that guy. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I definitely heard a lot about him when he did that. I heard a lot of things about what people impacted him for him and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, wow, I guess he was a big-time chef. And I didn't know that. Um, anyway, um, yeah, that guy, you know, he's, he's almost like he's like Nicolas Cage in the same way. Like, what he's really good at is fucking, fucking people over, really. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. And being like this powerful whatever, and he just does it to the nth degree. And he gets ratatouille. What do you think of this whole thing? He gets ratatouille. He does get ratatouille. Uh, answer. I, anyway. I, I knew it was going to happen. Like, once he, I guess once he started asking for a list and he's going to go back, and I was like, oh, okay, so I know he's going to do something. For, like, I didn't think about the ratatouille part. And without you saying it, I cannot think about <laughs> you it. You cannot think it's, about no, it. No, you cannot think about it. But, like, it makes sense because that is something as powerful as, that's something, it's just memory. It's, it's a, bringing back a memory, a treasured. Well, if he remembers something. all of the fucking things, he, I mean, the guy had, I mean, Amir said to him like two acts ago, he, like, when he finds out well, who Rob is, right? Like, oh, my parents spoke about this one meal and they were the right. happiest right. in their and life. He, and he and he like, what the fuck? Damn. Right. You know? No, but he said and, it to him, but he yeah. said it to him, like, dude, like, this is the kind of impact you had, right? Yeah. And it's like, and this is the kind of impact you had on my family who's obviously a fucking shit show. Right? Yeah. And, and you're like, okay, I, and he that's probably what exactly what he remembered. Like he was like, Oh yeah, I knew who you guys were. I mean, sure. To him it was probably just another regular Saturday whatever, you know, date night or whatever bullshit. Like it just it looked like a, a happy family or a happy right. couple. Right? But I mean, that's that's the kind of impact it had and he's like and it's crazy to have like he knows that if I were to present you this like it was going to bring back memories. Of course, why wouldn't it? If it tasted exactly the same, it's coming yeah. from the same exact person, you know? Right. So, like, why wouldn't it? It's like your mom making you your favorite dish, and you're just like, oh, it reminds me of I don't think I'm good at like, anything the way he seems to be good at that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I hear what you I don't even think I'm good at breathing that much compared I to know, what I know. I agree. I do. Have you ever sometimes, like, when you get, like, a stuffy nose or whatever, just like, yeah. all of a sudden, like, you just, or it's, Runny nose, you can't breathe properly. You're like, how do I breathe normally? 
Yeah, like, dude, I have that issue all the time. Are you kidding me? I 100% agree with you. I don't think I'm at the level of anything. Um, yeah, yeah. To the, even to the confidence of it. Yeah, so right. Yeah. For somebody, who, for somebody to, for him, uh, to have that, it's crazy. The only, I, I, will, I will say something negative about the movie because I feel like we're completely uh, sucking the cock of this movie, but hmm. um, is, uh, I know he doesn't care, but I feel like the fact that nobody cares around him fact that he's so disheveled and homeless looking mm. like like that nobody cares to say anything to him you know what i'm saying like i felt like that was like okay that's unrealistic no way in anywhere in america no one's gonna treat you not like that like someone the fact that somebody would say something like jab wise like a little later but like that no one stopped him like, why are you here when he's going to like high-end places like oh yeah okay and it was like, I was like, it kind of took me out of like, how has no one mentioned anything to him? Like the one chef I mentioned, like, do you need medical attention? But only after he finds out it's him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's what, yeah. Okay. I thought the same thing. And I was like, I mean, I, is the movie trying to imply that his status in Portland, uh-huh. in this world of fucking cooking or whatever, culinary stuff is so powerful that no matter what he looks like, he can do whatever he wants. That's the thing. It's like I, I just, it just felt so like unrealistic in some aspects, yeah. and it kind of bothered me, especially when he was going to spots. You know what I'm saying? Or it also bothered me the fact that he never wanted to go into a bathroom and just wash his face of blood. You know, like little things of that nature. And I know he like to his persona, he just doesn't care enough to where he's just trying to see his mission or whatever he's doing to see mm-hmm. through. That he just doesn't have enough care, but the fact that nobody around him, and I mm-hmm. guess they know him that well, and that's what the movie is alluding to. But like that, that he doesn't that they know that he doesn't care how he looks like. It doesn't matter. That doesn't. That's not the importance of it, right? Uh, but it's just like no one, zero people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like it was kind I of. Agree. It was kind oh, of. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, this movie is really up his own ass about a lot of things, especially if you don't agree with half of it. I would say, sure, even yeah. a little bit. I would say you can see that a lot more. And uh, for me, it was hard to see that because I kind of just went with the movie. But like, um, yeah, like that Fight Club thing, didn't like that at all. Um, and yeah, I did ask myself a few times, like, why are people like? I mean, I would have fucking kicked this guy out if he walked in my store, probably. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean saying, God knows what he smells like. I, would I, smell I, don't, know, I don't know anything about exactly. God knows what he smells like. I don't know anything about Portland, <clears throat> right? Or very right. little, right? But, I'm telling you, in Chicago, the first thing someone's like, you can't yeah. be here, sir. You have to buy something. Like, yeah. kind of like that diner who was like, are you going to buy something? Like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of shit. Like, why are yeah. you here? And everyone's staring at him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess Seems he like just had, at least he was honest enough going like, no, I'm not buying anything. That the waitress was just like, Jesus, well, I'm not going to get rid of you, am I? So just make the fucking phone call. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's the look that she gave, right? So that's fine. But, mm-hmm. like, I feel like in Chicago, we're like, get out before I call the cops. Just get the fuck out. Like, kind of shit. Like, right, and I thought about that, too. I'm like, am I... He would have never made Chicago it. Or, he would have barely made it inside the... Like, you're in the wrong place. <clears throat> I need you to call out and walk away. You know, kind yeah. of shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, we also get... we Before the big Adam Arkin scene, we find out that... I think right before, um, he tells um, Amir that uh, he doesn't need the pig to find truffles. He never needed the fucking pig. <laughs> I'm like, you know how you know you find you look no. at, you find out in the trees and stuff and all that stuff because I guess did, like, I, did I miss that in the movie or was it there the whole time? What in the beginning of the movie? So in the beginning of the movie, where we see his life, like his perfect life, you know, meaning where he's the happiest with his pig and out in the wilderness, no one bugs him. Sure, is that? Yeah, um, 
he's feeding the pig. He makes like this awesome looking food. Like the body the best food in the world, in the world honestly. And oh. he just makes it for himself and his pig. And um he rolls it up and stuff, but like when he finds the the truffles, it's him finding it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I did miss that. It's him, like, going through the ground and the leaves, looking for it and finding it himself. He has a pig next to him, but I can see maybe the confusion could be there. But, like, he it's not like the pig is sniffing and he's behind it. He's, like, definitely, like, I noticed that the first time. I just didn't think of anything of it. I didn't I didn't yeah. put two and two together. Well, and what's funny is that if you know anything about pigs, pigs are, like, ten times smarter than a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe the number's wrong, but a lot smarter than a dog. Mm-hmm. And it's like they do feel emotions and everything like that, so it's crazy. It's like I mean, I can see why he was very attached when he said he was, and I was yeah. like, because the pig is way more probably understanding than a dog would understand you, even though the dog loves you unconditionally, um, yeah. or can love you unconditionally. Uh, the right. pig, like almost like I can see why that, what kind of relationship they probably could have had. You know, so it is yeah. shitty. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. So yeah, that happens. Yeah, uh, but it's kind of cool though. And I guess they're going to continue doing business together at the end, which I guess fucks that over. Which I guess is fine for everyone. Um, which I think at the end doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I assume that's what's going to happen, based on their conversation. And he came back to help him cook the food and all that. So yeah. All right, that's all I have on Pig. I just thought it was a very interesting movie, very fun movie. Um, it is yeah. different kind of movie for sure. I can see why. I mean, a lot of critics tend to love movies that are just different, even if they're bad. Like, they don't care. They just don't want to see the same thing over and over again. So, if it's different, they love it. Um, a lot of people get that kind of hate uh, for critics, but yeah. You know what? At the same time, but like, you can't knock them for having to watch a hundred of the same movies in the year, you know? Yeah. That's, <laughs> like, I know. That's what I'm saying. You can't understand. It, it, it's like saying, I hate McDonald's. Like, yeah, but like, you know, the big chicken is kind of slapped sometimes. And you're like, all right, cool. But like, it's <laughs> shit. You know, like, <laughs> And you're like, right. Yeah. yeah. Right, I agree with you, but, you know, it's a classic. Like, it doesn't matter if it's a classic, dude. It's just like, it's shit. <laughs> Go try something else. Like, yeah. So. Agreed. All right, so that's it on Pig. We're going to take uh, another break here. When we come back, we're going to review our last film of the evening, part of our marathon called Ghost World. 20th year anniversary. So yeah. stay with us. Corporate slut. Sophisticated. <laughs> Come on. Can we go? Let's go. Seymour! You have to lend me the money to buy this. I don't really have a lot of money on me right now. Oh, come on, Seymour, please. I don't want this showing up on a credit card statement. Please. I'll get put on some weird mailing it's list and then it never much. stops. No, that's, that's not the point. Please. Give me all your money, bitch. Where did you get that? You'll never believe it. Guess. Um... Where? Anthony's. No way, when? Just now, I went with Seymour. You cunt. Excuse me. I can't read the trivia question. Where in the human body is the Douglas pouch located? Slightly below the uterus on a female. Wow. He does that every single day. <clears throat> I'll have a decaf mocha to go. 
Mm-hmm. One decaf mocha? Decaf mocha. Can I get you? No, I do not want a biscotti with that. God. How can you stand all these assholes? Some people are okay, but mostly I just feel like poisoning everybody. Well, at least the wheelchair guy is entertaining. He doesn't even need that wheelchair. He's just totally lazy. <laughs> that rules. No, it really doesn't. You'll see. You get totally sick of all the creeps and losers and weirdos. But those are our people. Yeah, well. So when are you going to get a job? I'm working on it. Got a few leads. You know, don't worry about it. I'll get a job next week. With only the plan of moving in together after high school, two unusually devious friends seek direction in life. As a mere gag, they respond to a man's newspaper ad for a date, only to find it will greatly complicate their lives. This is 2001's Ghost World. Uh, Let's see. Directed by Terry Zwigoff, who was prominent mainly from that time, from that era. You know, uh, in the 90s, too, he did a movie called Art School Confidential. He did the remake of Bad Santa, which is probably his oh. biggest movie, uh-huh. you know, financially speaking. Yeah. Um, and this movie, oh, wait, wait, maybe the, 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 the uh, is written by him, too. Terry Zergoff wrote the screenplay as well as Daniel Klaus, who wrote the original comic book or graphic novel that this is based on. Like, basically... Uh-huh. If you've seen the movie, Enid's art is like what the graphic uh, novel is. That's how, like, that's the cartoonish, like, that's the type of drawing it is, I guess. Whatever. The artistry. I don't know the terms. Anyway, th- this movie stars Thor Birch, Scarlett Johansson, Steve Buscemi, Brad Renfro. Oh, why? <laughs> me off. Ileana Douglas, Bob Balaban, who's perfect in this movie, Stacey Travis. Um, let's see, Tom McGowan, yeah, that's a good one, yeah, and then after that, just whatever, you know, think of Pat Healy is in this movie for a bit, um, so yeah, this is a, a comedy, dramedy, really, it's a dramedy, it's both, it's a classic, equal parts comedy to drama, um, so I will go first by saying that this is a very personal film, film for me, this, uh, this movie is one of those... One of those movies that you catch at the right time, right? At the right sunlight, at the right time of day, right? At the right time of life. And it hits you way more than anyone else feels like. Uh-huh. Right? We all get those. This is one of those for me. And okay. uh, I, in, uh, in 2001, I was 16, 17. Um, 17, I believe. Yes, because it's an odd number year. And I was born in an even number year, so my my age has to be odd. Um, yeah, so I was seventeen, and um, and I knew that going into this movie, I went into it like many other people who have seen this movie. That Thor Birch and probably Steve Buscemi were the bigger stars. Scarlett Johansson, I'm not saying she was like a nothing, but she was definitely like third place back then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Thor Birch oh, had course, done yeah. American Pie, I believe, was nominated for not American Pie, American Beauty. Apologize for that. In American Beauty, she made a big splash in that movie for being like a 15, 16 year old showing her boobs. That was a big controversy in that movie. But her acting was also solid. And it was Kevin Spacey. And it won all the awards that year. I believe it was 99, yeah. right? Um, I think so. 
Um, anyway, Sam Mendes broke his uh, right. That's where he broke out in, as a film director in Hollywood, or his big movie. Anyway, yeah. And so Thora Birch was focus, huge back then. Earlier. Yeah. yeah. And Loki Heike, I had a kind of a crush on her a little bit. No lie, I had a crush on both. Let's just be honest here, but um, uh-huh. a lot on Thora Birch, and uh, and this movie just man, that, that was a, such a perfect movie. I still think it's such a perfect movie for her. It is her quintessential movie, um, and what it does for me. And, and here's the thing. Oh, the other thing is that uh, both in the um, in the in the in the movie, like they they're playing their age. Which is rare, I guess, for Hollywood, but they actually are playing their age. Both the actors and the characters are playing the right yeah. age. It is, it is rare. Yeah. That is my age when this movie came out. So it's like really is cannot stress this enough. It's a perfect timed movie for me. Um, I was exactly their age too. Now, did I go to summer school? I know I did, but I don't think during that time. So I guess that's not <sighs> as accurate. So whatever, I digress. This movie, um, did a lot. It showed me a lot of things, and it gave me this sense of. Um, I think it's the first time I actually felt ennui in a movie, um, <laughs> or it made me it made me feel like ennui in my recent history in that time. And there's a lot of things and emotions and stuff that this movie gave me that I wasn't sure what they were at the time. Granted, uh-huh. but um, now that time has passed many times, and I've seen this movie like this is my seventh time, maybe. I love a lot of things about this movie, just on a on a, on a intellectual standpoint, cinematic standpoint. Love the soundtrack, love the performances. I both find um, characters that I used to love less desirable, or I mean, less not desirable like that. I mean, like um, less favorable, like their sh- like their shitty behavior is shittier, but also oh, their yeah. their highs are much higher for me too. So like. It's you know it's kind of even it's even grown even better in my estimation I think as the years have worn on, um, probably in part due to my anchor emotional sixteen year old self when I first saw it because um, I was also like a fledgling cinephile you know I wanted to be one and I was watching already a shit ton of movies by then and so yeah. I was watching anything new so you know I was already that person at sixteen you know so I mean you know if you were there um, I was. So, um, before I get too crazy into this movie, um, I guess, uh, obviously, I love this movie. It's a five-star movie for me. So, um, I don't expect that from you necessarily, Ralph, but I want to know your thoughts, though. What did you think of this movie? Uh, with, uh, let me see. I don't know. Um, I've seen this movie, this, what's it called? Um, maybe my third time. I want to say hmm. for sure second I want to say could be third because um, I think I saw it with you when it came out. And I, I have the VHS. Yeah. yeah, and I know I've seen it one other time. I just I, I want to say third time for sure. It's just been so long. Um, it honestly has been a really long time. Um, and I wish I paid attention more to this movie when I saw it back in the day. Because mm-hmm. probably when I saw it, I was either entering high school or for that as well, so it didn't really matter, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and I was just like, I just felt like you can re- you can resonate a lot of things to these characters, um, and just in what the aspect of, like, after high school life is, right? Uh, yeah. Kind of thing. Um, especially for people who are, I think, uh, uh, hit a criteria of just don't know what you want to do. 
kind of thing. You, but at the same time, you don't want to be where you are, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's an interesting movie to watch for that reason. But at the same time, it's it's weird because, like, I don't resonate with, with especially, like, with Thora Birch's character that much. But at the same time, I, I feel like I do a lot. <laughs> you know, like, it's weird. Like, it's just, I guess, her likes her, because uh, one part of the movie she considers, uh, she says the weirdos, right? We're the weirdos, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I, I, I wouldn't know if I'd be in that, I guess I'd be less in the spectrum of the weirdos, but I'm not like, you know, fully immersed in it, I suppose. Good. And it's really weird. Cause like, I, that's why I can like partake in some of the stuff. So like, it is kind of a movie where it's, it is hard to watch some, some of the aspects from what I remember too. I do remember liking it before. I just remember now I'm like, it's a little hard to watch. Um, okay, that makes sense. And, you know, and other stuff, you, I guess, just different perspectives now uh, through the 33-year-old looking glass, you know, of yeah. my brain. Uh, so, yeah, it's an interesting, interesting movie for sure. We'll have more to talk about. Yeah, right. And like I said, it just speaks to me. I can really defend this movie to death. Um, so I would say in that spectrum, you know, I would say I'm definitely way more in it. Um, Back then, a lot of people would say still, but I make my own way now. Um, I just care less, really. That's really the way it works now. Um, but uh, back then, yeah, I was definitely like, uh, I remember this is this whole this is a scene where they graduate towards the opening. They finish graduating, right? Their ceremony, I mean, and they're in their, is a prom, whatever that is, right? And, uh, or graduation night with the school. And they're mocking everything, of course, as they usually do. And, at one point, uh, Enid like takes a second and notices this one guy. I forgot his name in the movie. Um, clearly, the uh, one of the losers, right? One of the freaks, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And um, he looks kind of dorky, honestly. And he's kind of overweight. And he's eating food. He's eating cake. No one's talking to him. And he and Enid's like, like you know, it's going to be too so sad. We're really not going to see this guy again. I forgot his name. And and she's like, yeah, I know, whatever. It's so cool, right? And then he's like, no, no, seriously, think about that. And I was like, that's that's something that I both have had, and then and then I'm more like Scarlet Johansson in that scene, and I'll be like, nah, that's fine. That's great that we never get to be here again, you know. And it's like it is the transition from one chapter of your life to another is it's it's weird, and obviously everything that these girls go through are you know what any of the characters really. None of it has ever gone through me. I do not live in a small town in the middle of nowhere. I don't know that feeling. I know that. I mean, I have that feeling, but I doesn't feel the same because I, I live in a big ass city. Um, yeah, I'm that's the only confusing yeah. part of this movie. But I felt like I know they lived in a small town, but it didn't feel small enough to where you know what I'm saying. It felt like it was. Well, it's very purposeful that they don't mention the name of it. No, no, no. I know that. No, it's yeah. purposeful. Yeah. Um, it just felt like it was a big enough town to still have a big enough ecosystem to kind of like not bump into the same people. Well, that's the thing is that if this movie was set on a big city, even if it was a nameless city, they would still be saying that. And that's the point, right? They want to get out of there. No, no, no yeah. I suppose. You're right. right. That's, I think that's what, I mean, yeah, you're right though. You're right. It does look big enough. It has all the, 
I mean, this regular staples of a lot of things where people don't even have to. The fact that it's not that small of a town where, like, you you run into always someone you know, but they run into plenty of people they don't know. The whole thing is predicated on this classified ad, right, about this guy, you know, that also lives in the same town, city, whatever it is, right? Uh, Steve Buscemi's uh-huh. character, and none of these people know each other, right? It's, it's yeah, it definitely has like it's almost like a suburb, maybe of a bigger thing. Who knows? Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway. Um. But yeah, the transition stuff between high school and your next chapter of your life, all that stuff, I I don't relate to personally. But the feeling of everything is what I relate to the most. Um. Like. Like this notion of like being. Like the reason she likes being an outcast and a freak is the reasons why she is having so much trouble, like knowing what to do and knowing how to do anything, and not knowing right. what she wants and stuff like that. The way she clings to her punk rock aesthetic, the way she, you know, like just loves music that no one knows because no one knows them, not because you know they're actually good or not. You know, right. although alternatively, I really like her her taste in music, honestly. Um, you know, and I, you know, and then there's and there's this movie. There's, there's also this movie it falls in that weird line of like it's the one of the last movies in American cinema, of course, that uh, showed um, its innocence because 2001, as we all know, is the uh, 9/11, yeah. mm-hmm. and you know, movies do not devote will not be devoting their time to make these kind of movies anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not even that. It's just like you can tell it's just a different mindset completely. Completely. Um, com- completely. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very much uh, of... Uh, it, it reminds me of very much of like 90s kids, you know? Um, yeah. Or people who, you know, like finished high school in the 90s and stuff like that, grew up... Like that, that, that era of people who still had the eighties and seventies people, you know, like uh, what's it called mentality of you gotta go to school or do this or do that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of shit. Um, compared to after, where it's yeah, you do, but you know, there's a lot of other stuff. It's just a lot of other things take place that all of a sudden, like uh, the our uh, what is it? Our uh, I'm trying to our not purity, but um, our our ignorance? youngness, ignorance. Yeah, our ignorance for sure comes through after this, and it's just like right. Yeah. We get hit by a sledgehammer in more ways than one, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, you know what? A lot of you know, American Beauty uh, was for a lot of adults in the late nineties, early two thousands. What this movie was for me when. Once nine eleven hit, like whatever that lost innocence was, like when you look at American Beauty, uh-huh. like, just three years after it won, which is after two thousand two, um, <laughs> like you look back and like, what were we thinking? Why would we ever pick that movie? Like, you know, it has, uh, that's why it has not stood the le- the test of time in many ways. Yeah, uh, among other things, of course, obviously, it's not just the one thing, but like the way adults looked at that movie and how. That, it was introspective in some ways. Some people it spoke to a lot more than others, but it was just talking about the banality of life. Like we had, like the notion that we had time to actually nominate a movie like that. It really feels now. No, although well, it's been twenty years, so it's like we're circling back around again. Um, uh-huh. It definitely feels. I felt archaic in two thousand two and beyond, and uh, 
for a lot of people, that disillusionment came through to me in the form of Ghost World, where, like, I didn't think of that movie. Like, five years, I probably saw the movie again five years after it came out, right? And, and I still didn't know what to really feel about it, even though I really liked it. And I just saw it probably wow. just for the scenes and for the funny scenes and, and Steve Buscemi being cool and Thora Birch with her one-liners coming back at them. You know, her scene at the movie theater where she gets hired and fired the same day um, is great because I've literally, and it's funny because I'm, I'm at the point where I say that to my customers too, um, but I say it in a funny way and I don't actually mean it. And so it, in her in her case, she means it and it sounds right. off-putting. But also, like, I feel like I could get away with that now more than I could have back in 2001, which is interesting. You know, and that goes along with other things in the movie that makes me feel like it's so timely to that. It's so tied to that time that no one talks about 2001, right? But before, um, where, like, the, the, the art teacher in your summer school class would dismiss your cartoons as just cartoons and not real art. Oh like, it's God, such a yeah. 90s thing, but also, like, barely even a 90s thing. You know, it's such a weird thing that doesn't happen anymore. Nowhere, yeah. not, doesn't, nowhere near that. Like, right. I almost want to tell Thor Birch's character, jump back in time and tell her, like, trust me, we're going to be seen as cool soon. It'll be too late for us because we just got out of high school. It doesn't matter right now. But, like, it will be cool for people like us. Like, your art will be cool. Just um, no one takes it seriously right now. You know, yeah. uh, it's just a weird time. It's just a weird time between a lot of things, a lot of positive and negative things. And I feel like that movie just captured that so well for me. You know, it just does it so well. And it's just a feeling, really. You know, I just gave you a few examples with scenes, but like, it's just a feeling. And uh, it's hard to describe it. Um, but yeah, but watching this movie again, though, I redownloaded the soundtrack on my Spotify, which I haven't, I just haven't listened to the soundtrack in a long time. I used to have it on CDs, you know, Ask Your Parents Kids. Uh -huh. And uh, yeah, I just, when back, well, I, I remember you playing that intro song in the a lot. Yeah, it's a great song. I basically memorized it, and I have no idea what they're saying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Is that regretful? I know. No, no, no. I, mean, I know, I know. Like, it's, I oh. fucking, there's a language you don't understand. Why would you? Well, I mean, I also could look up the. Language. I just never did. Yeah. 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 Um. So, what do you think of the friendship between? Enid and what's her name? Fucking Christine? I don't remember her name. Enid uh, and Rebecca. Rebecca. Really? Rebecca? Damn. Okay. What do you think of Enid and Rebecca? Their friendship and stuff. Oh, it's funny because Rebecca's obviously like hot, right? You, we know this. Yeah, she's, because of how she Enid probably, is ignored by all men. She probably could be the hot girl in school, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, or but I don't think she, I just think that she, it's weird because it's, it's like a weird, like, oh, well, we've been friends for so long, right? Kind of thing. Uh, I, but it's weird because Enid is so much more sure of herself than Rebecca is, in my opinion. Like, yes, or yes and no. at least, yeah. at least the way she portrays herself in front of her. You know? I think I think uh, Enid's convictions stop her from living a life, and the yeah. lack of Rebecca's convictions on the power. Of, you know, when you when you compare it to Enid's, make her more livable in life. Okay, yeah, I can see that. 
you know, it, it, by, by what I mean by that is like she's willing to just suck it up and get the job and deal with fucking shitty customers in the coffee no, shop no, no. I, to I get the apartment, either. right? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just saying for other people. It's a show we're doing. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and she's willing to just do the step, you know, go to – she is never going to take that initiative to go buy plates and shit, you know? It's the boring right. stuff. That's boring. That's not going to happen with her. Right. I know the feeling. And it's, it's – again, and, and I know that Rebecca is doing it. She's just right. doing it. Right. No, no, I know. She's she's ready. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I just feel like Eden is like your, your artsy friend who uh, – you, if you ever want anything from, you need to just like force it out of them. Like hmm. you have to, like, hey, we're going out for this. Like, I don't want to go out. Yeah, okay, just put this on. Let's go, kind of thing. Like, I wasn't asking you where you're going, you know, kind of shit. Um, yeah. It's it's like that one friend who just doesn't want to do anything, but they're good enough to, you know, they still can whatever they do, freelancing or whatever they do in general, they'll still have good jobs or good paying. Whatever, wise they'll manage to suffice, right? But it's all it's all on their terms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, that's who Edith is, in my opinion, right? Or probably who she ends up becoming. Um, but I just feel like uh, their relationship is uh, is is more just of the fact that like uh, we both have the same mentality of like this place sucks, and we should fucking do something to like. Do our right. own kind of thing, right? Right, and just and like how a lot of people in high school, it, it kind of ended after that. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, it's just like, and it's very much like, this place sucks, like, we should just, you know, X, Y, and Z it. And, yeah, it does. And it's 100%, you know, like, that's probably why they're friends. There's nothing really, you know, making friends back then is easy. You can just literally be like, I'm 12, I'm 12 too. Cool, we're friends. You know, like, <laughs> now making friends as an adult is just like, Right. Uh, right. Maybe like in a year, if you're still around, I'll see if I can consider you somebody. You know? Right. Like, right. And <laughs> very much chances so. are they'll be coworker related. Oh yeah. I mean, only if no one moves on from that from that <laughs> position. <laughs> right. You know that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I had friends. I would see like every day. We would know each other so well. I quit that job. I never see them again. You know, I've had that happen and I'm, not, I'm granted, it's, I'm not saying that none of that's on me, but it's definitely on both and it's just life and it just happens yeah. and um, it just happens like literally happens all, all the time in my life, for like 10 yeah. jobs. And um, that's the same thing with high school. Only two friends survived after that. Right. That's it. And I'm surprised there's two, honestly. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> I would never live with any of them either. That's the other thing. I would never live with any of them. So that's, that's, a, that's a separate thing. But yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's odd. It's very like accidentally wise of Rebecca to really be within Enid and stick with, stick it out in high school with her and not deal with the bullshit of really of letting the pretty girlness go to her head in high school. Like a lot of girls do. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you could tell she yeah. wants it sometimes. Yes, she does because of the way she treats the advances as the movie progresses. Like yeah. from wanting to see that band, Alien Autopsy, right? Mm-hmm. And how you imagine, you don't know for sure, because the movie doesn't doesn't say it, but like you can see her like probably be in that bar with not with Seymour, but watching that band, the Jazz Hammer, or whatever it was called, that's clearly not jazz. And um and probably enjoy them unironically with some fellow. Or you know, or within it if she were ever enjoyed herself. You know, but you know but she, it's like she's heading towards it. 
But she, at the same time, though, she skipped a lot of the bullshit of high school. So that's good. Right. I, I agree with that. But yeah, Enid's like that. Yeah, definitely that that arty friend. You know, that's yeah. It's like a yo-yo with the with the uh, with the mood swings or whatever. Um, you know, in another world, you know, had this had this movie come out, let's say, twenty eleven, and it was very similar. But obviously, about twenty eleven, let's say, through that perspective, through those eyes, um, she might be more political, a lot more political. Not just woke in the sense of being woke, but like maybe more conspiracy heavy because of the time. It's I'm saying this is the pre innocence, right? The loss of that. This is right before. So like, she doesn't do that, but she like I mean, just wait a year, girl. She's gonna, you're gonna start thinking these things, um, and then it's gonna go off the off the wall. Now, mm-hmm. uh, the movie. Okay, there is no um, there's no good character. That's another thing about this movie. One could argue is that there is no good character in the movie. By good, I mean no good person. Great characters, I'm saying, but like no good person. No one's good in this in this movie. Now, no one's all bad either, but they're right. all defined by a lot of things. Especially the one thing, meaning that what, what I mentioned in the plot description that we got into Steve Buscemi in here that they set up this buying date they find and classified ad where this guy who does sound lame, completely lame, but still he did it, right? It's still like doing something, it's putting it out there in some fashion. A lot of people wouldn't even get that far, honestly. But back in the old days, classifieds are like, what's that uh, website that was famous for this? Backfish. Craigslist. Kind of like a Craigslist thing, right? You put a classified ad. Hey, are you this person we met? Do you put your description in? Like, hey, you know, I think we had a moment. And he puts himself out there. Obviously, they make a joke and it's a horrible thing. And Enid feels yeah. so bad for herself for, for doing it that she finds him you know and finds him fascinating in the sense that like finds him fascinating in a in a in a weird way now there's a whole ending about that but like what do you think of that relationship man <laughs> i don't How know weird is it for you nowadays i mean now that's that's hella weird it's like a stranger to you or weird but like what yeah exactly like weird bad though right yeah yeah weird bad yeah weird bad in the level of like what are you doing you know like uh, it'd be like, why are you kids even here? It's like almost like the, that would stop like anything from being even there, you know? Yeah. Like, why are you kids even here? Like, kind of shit. Um, situation. It is. It is a. It's a. It is a weird, off-putting situation that you just don't think should happen. Yeah, it's a, it's another one of those things where, like, um, ten years later, this movie that you you have to explain yourself to yeah. make us believe that they would be ever friends or that they can be out in public and no one's going to look at them weird and wonder because that's how, that's how huge that difference is. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, no way. It's like when you, when you say, when you tell younger kids or younger people, like just kids, when you tell younger uh, people like, yeah, when, when we were in grade school, we'd be like, we would just walk to school. They just let us walk to school. Or other yeah. things like, yeah, we could just go to that park. No problem. It's they would be back by sundown. It's unreal thinking you know? that because, like, yeah, it would be like that. And now it's like, oh, well, where's the adult going? Or where's this? Right. Or right. where's the adult figure? So, like, the older brother or whatever sister, they can yeah. go with you. Um, it is funny because, yeah, I, w- I would remember a lot of things like, just go to school. Yeah, okay. exactly. I'm six. Yeah, you have friends. 
Alright. <laughs> friends, find them. Go find them. <laughs> um Why are you still here? I'm like, oh shit. Why are you still here? Yeah, and that's and that's that, that I mean that's like that's where this is coming from, this friendship. Like where that I mean that where it's coming from, where it's allowed, I mean, the way it is. Um but seeing with Shami, honestly, he does sound and look very harmless. All things considered, he does look very harmless. Yeah. I agree. He looks His name like, is harmless. Uh, Seymour? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's a perfect old name. Uh-huh. He, uh, yeah. Um, he is like a, he's a type of person that we've all met, but none of us know. Yep. Because because the very nature of their existence, they don't know anyone. Like part, they know three people, and that's it. You, if you're not one of those three people, you don't know any of them like that, you know. And I'm not saying that this is exactly what that is, but that's what the movie's kind of trying to say, and it's kind of true, also. You know, it's just not 100 yeah. percent true. And uh, you know, and I mean, he could not have the most boring, most adultingly lonely hobby than what he has. You know, the record, jazz, whatever he's into. Um, Music like the 78s. Which uh, I don't even know what the fuck it is, really. I don't know. The size of the record. Okay, is it 78 inches? Is that what's supposed to No, right? That's I think, so. it's, I think it's the size of... I think <laughs> if I want to say it's the size of the record. I could be wrong, though. Because mm-hmm. I barely know vinyls, but yeah. Right, right. Or I don't know if it's like 78-inch uh, diameter of the... Fuck, I don't know. Who knows? Right? Anyway. Sure. And, um... But she befriends him because she's just like... And I see how she appeals to him. and And I wasn't sure... The first few times I saw this movie, like, why would she actually do it? Is does she feel that guilty for it, and she can't express that? If she, you know, I was thinking all these things, right? Um, you know, and, and obviously when when she sleeps with him, it's also weird and confusing for me. Right. Um, and and I was thinking about it, like, and, and it, obviously it, you find out at the at the end when he knows the truth of it all, the how they met and all that stuff. Um. After he works, he makes the two worst mistakes of his life that gets him fired and gets the really the the woman of his dreams is uh, not of his dreams, but you know what I mean. A very a woman that actually likes him, and, right? Which is crazy, you know, right? So exactly. Fucking, it's so depressing. Watching so, so we thing. are establishing that he got fired. Yeah, he got fired. That's what I thought. So. Yeah, he got fired. I mean, the, uh, they don't again, say it. Like, Ten years yeah. later, that thing is like, yeah, they're totally fine. I don't care. Um, I think uh-huh. anyway, I maybe think so. not, maybe not the job if they're so old school about it. Cause there's still a lot of job CEOs like that, of course, but like, well, I, I just think whole art thing, later, like, he, he has more power than he, than, than he does that. Yes. To fight or stay. Yeah. 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 I would say that that's a positive thing that time has done for us. Um, that we've been more okay with that. I mean, it took a lot of time, granted. But, like, yeah, same thing with the art teacher thing. When she sends it to the gallery and they're all having fucking shit fits. I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, yeah. I mean, she's right when she's trying to defend Enid, even though Enid's not fucking there. Um, I'm like, let the artist explain. I'm like, why don't you just explain this? We quickly just say, like, what? Like, the very nature of you guys bitching about this is why this art exists. What are you talking about? I'm like, yeah. Like, not for sure. Like, a few years after that. Every every place would be okay putting that up. I, we, they would welcome it for the discussion. They would welcome it. So yeah, everyone wants that nowadays. And uh, they reminded me of uh, a lot of Donnie Darko uh, with the book stuff. With the book stuff. With oh, uh, oh yes, oh uh, yes, yes. We've all seen Ben Hanzo. Yeah, that is still, what does that mean? Even I don't. Yeah, I don't know. 
And yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I had the same feeling of like, oh Jesus, shut up already, you know? Yeah, like, like and same thing with Field of Dreams, and there's a lot of those movies. That yes, have that scene. it's just like Jesus Christ, yes, like what are you talking about? Like but, how 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 like backwards are you thinking right now? Like yeah, kids, so, meant, kids are meant know, to be challenged. So anyway, as I was trying to say before, is that her infatuation with Seymour is that she just saw him for all the positive things that Seymour doesn't see in himself. Right. You know, and because he constantly puts himself down, right? Every, really every other second, it seems. Sometimes it feels like every other second. And I get that. Um, Because, you know, I'm in the same boat in many ways. And, you know, and I see that and like, I'm like, like, okay. And I see what she's doing. And it really takes all of that shit to happen. All of his mistakes right. to for him to like let it hit him in some fashion to where his ending, you know, it could be like a positive step up eventually, even though it sucks completely right now. It looks like he moved back in with his mom and shit. I don't know it what's does. going on. So like, you know, damn. But like, and I don't know how old he is. He also looks much older. I have no idea how old Steve Buscemi is at the time. Um, I have no idea, but it's never too late to like, you know, start your life. Um, and it has like a very bittersweet ending for him. But Thora Birch still, Enid, you know, still sees him as his thing, you know, based on the caricatures and stuff. But yeah, it's it's just a, such a weird thing that she just like likes unwanted things. Yep. You know, you know, part of that goes with the punk movement and how they, she's made fun of for it and stuff like that. But right. really, those are all small potatoes compared to Seymour. Um, and that's why, you know, probably they fall apart. You know, there's this scene between Rebecca and Enid where they're on the phone. And this is like towards the end of the movie, right? Where uh, they've had falling outs already. They had that fight, I think, about the apartment. I've heard not even moving in. I wanted to move in, right? Rebecca gets it out of Enid, right? And, you know, she's going to... Or maybe it's before that. Actually, it might be before that. Sorry. And she is expecting to see Seymour... Enid is to hang out with him, but he can't or won't because of his, because you know his girlfriend sees this whole fucking relationship as super weird, <laughs> right? As any like, you know, you know, normal person would, I guess, and um, and she she can't. She has the the night open, right? And asks Rebecca like, "Hey, what are you doing tonight? You know, where you asked me to hang out earlier. What are you doing tonight then?" And then she's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out. But she's clearly not. And that's the f- first time, I, you know, when you see, like, the breaking of that friendship. Like, it's never going to, it's never going to back up again, it looks like. And obviously it doesn't. And for me, that was a subtle scene that kind of, like, showed that the irre- irreversible damage. That's it. This is after high school now. It's all going to be separated yeah. from now. And it reminds me of, um, in that same year this movie came out, Y Tu Mama También, where they have a similar thing in the ending. The very ending of that movie in 2001, uh, it's a road trip movie. Two best friends go out with another third person. Similar to this movie in the sense that Seymour is that third person that, you know, that makes everything fucked up. Um, yeah. Breaks that friendship in this very like subtle and kind of heartbreaking singing of a friendship dying. For me, yeah. this is that scene, this phone yep. call. I you know. Yeah. And I feel like I've had that kind of thing happen too, honestly. Um, although it's mainly through text, which is probably even sadder, but yeah, it happens, <laughs> yeah. you know, probably even sadder, right? You don't even get to hear the voice. Maybe, I guess. 
No, no, it depends. It's definitely more it's just, personal. It's just of the times, of the times. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's less personable, right? So it is. I would well, say that's, also... that's what makes it sadder. Personally. Yeah, I hear you. I do. Hear yeah. You. yeah. But yeah, man, it's uh, Seymour is like a very strange character, very strange cat. I definitely understand him more as I get older for, you know, because like, yeah, all right then. I can see how you got there. And, uh, and Enid, uh, what do you, now, what do you think of the whole bus thing, her ending? How it ended for her? What does that mean to you? Uh, I think it's somebody who finally realized that she doesn't fit a mold of anybody that she wants, and she just wants to do her thing. And her thing was always, she said it, right? She said to Seymour, I've always wanted to just, like, disappear. Yeah. Um, and it is very much like, I'm just yeah. going to go do my thing. Yeah, and Thora Bush does a good job there because she's acting really well the whole movie. You know, she's perfect for cast for this movie, really. And in that scene, you, that's when you that's when I first get the sense of like her really like letting it out, really like saying something without any barriers, without any thinking on it, without any filtering any and any of it out, without any preemptively bullshitting it, without any walls or anything. He just says that. To Seymour. I don't think Seymour knows the, the how... I mean, even he doesn't get how big it is that she's saying this. You know? And he, she doesn't even know how big it is because it's like, once it's out, it's now, like, the thing. You know? It's like she wants to get out. That's what she wants to do. And this bus, obviously, is both metaphorical and real. And it serves yeah. both ways. The fact that everyone in town, seemingly, at least... Well, let's face it, though. These two are not, like up-to-date on the town's news, let's face it. They don't know. They probably couldn't point to the mayor or whatever it is, right? Things like yeah. that. But, like, you know, all their lives, they've always seen this guy, this old man, sitting at this bus stop, and this bus hasn't run in years. And they know this. Everyone knows this seemingly, but these two are the ones that talk about it the most. And yeah. they love, she loves how, she thinks she loves anyway, how that's a staple in her life. She can always rely on this, when she can't rely on anyone else, but yeah. really she drives everyone else away, but she can't rely on anyone else to stay as she's driving them away, that this guy suddenly leaves, and then that opens at her because of that conversation with Seymour, where she admits too much, not too much, but admits a lot more than she knows. And it's great. It's a great thing. You're right. And she, she just wants to get out. The mold thing is perfect. That's exactly what I thought, too. Uh, I'm with you on that one, Ralph. Um... Yeah, it was a good ending for her. Also, very kind of melancholy, kind of bittersweet a little bit, because you don't know what's going to happen. And that's right. the point. And that's obviously the point. But, like, I also see, like, all the all those opportunities she let go along the way. You know, I'm not talking about a life with Seymour, which obviously, I mean, that would have been a, a trip of weirdness. A relationship with Seymour and his apartment. God knows what that would look like, right? I have no idea. And then you think of like living with Rebecca, you know, like actually getting the job uh, that her father's uh, ex-wife turned, not ex-wife, uh, ex-girlfriend turned a girlfriend again, um, you know, was offering her with a good pay and an office job, right? Uh, right. Like, like and you think of that lost thing. And then you think of the school, the art school scholarship thing that she was getting from like all these opportunities that people would kill for, other people right. would in different circumstances. And she just throws them away. Yep. You know, and having burned those bridges down, there's nothing left but to leave. And which obviously is a better ending for her, ultimately. And again, that's a harder ending for people to swallow just a few years after, if it was made after. <laughs> that's a weird way to end it. 
it is a weird, yeah. yeah. No, but at the same time, it is very much like uh, she. I mean, she kind of like it's almost like betting on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, it's also just like I just, I she's like, there's really not. I I, I will die worse than like any other like the guy. What's his name? Who's on the bus waiting for the bus? Like I'd have less life than him. You know, like yeah. that's how she sees it. And it's true. She probably would, you know, lose her also all sense of herself. Yeah. 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 You know, Kudos to her. there's a lot, lot, lot of all the little things like the whole supermarket thing. I've met weirdos like that. <laughs> I also like how, was his name Kevin? The one guy they used for his car. Is that his name Kevin? It might be a good one. Some white name. Um, there's also a whole thing about that because they, both the girls clearly have a crush on him. And, None of them would ever admit it, and he would never believe it either because of their bullshit. And I don't think he even gives himself the time to even have a crush on any of them. Like, it's such a weird, un, definitely not discovered dynamic. It doesn't get worked on at all in the movie. It just gets mentioned, and that's it. Right. And then there's the whole thing with the job market and, you know, after school feelings and all that. That we, yeah, There's so much more to this movie. But, um, yeah, but I think that's that's all I want to say on it, give or take, unless you've got something else. No, no. It's a, uh, yeah. It's definitely. It's almost like a relic. It's funny. It is. A, it is a relic, not just because we're that old, <laughs> uh-huh. but just because of how much different it is. A year later. Yeah. A year later. Oh, That's a it. year later. It's so crazy. It, it basically was a generation later. That's how the difference is. Um. Yeah, and I, I also really miss Dora Birch in the movie. What What happened? I need to find out what happened to her. Because, uh, Dora uh, Birch didn't really do much after this, and she's done like random TVs and stuff. Yeah, I know what I'm saying, but like, what happened? She I don't looking, know. I don't know. Ask. So that's what I want to know. Maybe she was hard to work with, or maybe she had the worst agent on the planet. I have no idea. Yeah, could be. But she's solid, though. She's a solid actress. And also, like, um, you know, I had accidentally seen a lot of Scarlett Johansson movies as she grew up, right? As Because we're the same age as we've grown up. Like, I've seen her in that horse movie before that, and uh-huh. I forgot the other one. And so it's been it's been very interesting watching her career now. She's like a obviously she has been a Hollywood starlet for a while now, but she's like much more action heavy and all this stuff. And I mean, it's very interesting now to then, you know. Um, anyway, that's it for Ghost World. I don't know where you can check it out. I bought the fucking thing on iTunes, so you can rent it there at least. Um, but check your sources. Or it's on thing. Prime Video apparently. Oh, is it really? Okay, perfect. According check to it Prime Video, it is. Yeah. Excellent. Either that or you can borrow my VHS copy, no problem. No problem. And check it out there. That's the 20th anniversary of Ghost World. Now we're going to take uh, not a break because this is the end of the show. So you have been <laughs> listening to another movie podcast. Do not forget that um, we are. I'm going to skip that whole part. Um, do not forget that you can follow me at Armin Filmmaker on Twitter and on Letterboxd if you wish to follow us or follow me, I mean. And my movie watching habits. Uh, Raf, you have something. You probably have a Twitch or something, right? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at GaydonRafael, underscore between the Rafael, and on Twitch at Sutrama. Um, still playing the same stuff, basically. But I want to start playing two other games, and hopefully for PlayStation. Oh, okay. Which, uh, which games? Yes. I said, which- uh, old Final Fantasy game, and then, uh, Ratcheting. Oh, did you get it? I will be after my trip. Okay, cool. The new one. The... Right. I heard good things. Whatever. Yeah, I've only played the first one. <laughs> I don't even remember them anymore. Oh, anyway. wow. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, so uh, remember that's uh, that's all we got for you today. But uh, we come out every other every other week. However, lately it's been very weird with the scheduling. So instead of like trying to force it every time, we're not going to be able to do this one this week either. We're releasing every other Wednesday, and that's how we're going to do it for from now until we can figure out more things and maybe my life gets a little more stable. My life gets a little easier. Um, but lately it's been kind of hard. So I just kind of just postponed it to Wednesdays. So every other Wednesday is when the show will come out and that's a much more stable, realistic, um, time frame for me. Yep. So that's what's going to be for the near future. Maybe for the rest of the shows into, you know, life, I have no idea. But anyway, uh, Ralph, you are next to pick those movies. So what are the movies are we going to be watching next time? Um, next time, we are going to see Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the latest installment from Sony, uh, <laughs> but Sony. partnered up with Marvel, right? And they then, uh, I have no idea. Yeah, they are. I'm pretty sure they are. It's, yeah. uh, it's one of those things where... Anyways, um, there's that one, and then there's uh, my personal movie that I've been watching, waiting for it to come out. Is uh, the latest 007 installment, No Time to Die. Ah, so, been waiting for this one for over a right. year now. Same here. Yep. So I'm very, very excited for that one. And uh, moving on to our marathon. Uh, no longer than 20s, 30 years ago. And uh, I'm going to say probably still really relevant uh, for me and, uh, in culture is uh, Boys in the Hood. Um, we're going to be doing Boys in the Hood. Yes. Came out in yes. 91. Yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr., Ice Cubes, John Singleton, fuck yeah. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. Yep. Yes, a great pick. I love that pick. Inspired pick. So yeah, check that out, guys. Um, until then, I am Oscar. I'm Ralph. See you later. Bye. 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 What the hell was that?